Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots, Toyota. All right, let's go places. Content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. And then it all he lost like all of the water weight just because of how much he the played. Whole game. He yeah. kept having to leave the field and yeah. run to the bathroom. You pee yeah, out so. of your pores on that game. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's Paul. Yeah. You never had to take a whiz when you were pitching. I wonder if that translates because when you're in Miami, the heat comes from the sun, right outside. That's Where's nice the heat feet? come from? In other places, it's still nine. I think it's nine. I heard you no. could tease it down to eight and a half. Well, you tease it to like two. You get six. What? I just know. Is no Debo Samuel back? Is Trent Williams back? It's only one of us that has the computer open in front of them. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> uh, it does not tell you anything. Here. It's not one of those kinds of computers, Paul. <laughs> it's not one of those computers with information. I can just see Evan in with bed. Ten. I guess we're not. And talking he's got about his hands behind, behind his head, laying there, and his wife's <laughs> wife says, "Are what are you thinking about, Connor McDermott?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you 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 like. You're totally not wrong. <laughs> this is Patriots Unfiltered. Presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. <laughs> it is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium. What's so fun? That Connor McDermott, Connor McDermott line McDermott. was really good. It was. <laughs> that was a good line. So is it going to be Connor McDermott at right tackle? <laughs> or right. Mike on? Right. I bet you he's thinking no. about Evan. other girls. Evan! Deep thoughts with Evan <laughs> What do you Lazar. want for dinner? Yeah. What? Sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking about Conor McDermott. <laughs> Are they going to sign Kyle Duggar or let him go? Well, she know. sounds hideous. <laughs> All right. Um, well, well, listen. She's a guy. So. We, we uh, had a brief momentary, you know, time oh. in the sun, fun in the sun or whatever. It's good. Well, it lasted. Yeah, it didn't last very long. Um, I can't tell whether you're talking about the win over the Bills being the sun or because you were in well, it's, Miami. It's kind of doing oh. both there. That, that's, okay. yeah. that's the play on words. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, <laughs> our yeah, our good good times didn't last, didn't last about a week. And then uh, we came back to reality in Miami. I know a lot of people are going to blame the refs, and the refs did stink in that game. But I also feel like, and I said to this Evan and Deuce earlier, I feel like Miami stumbled into 31 points. Like they didn't even play well. They just and they ended up with 31 points. Yeah. You know, so they were better. And you know, if everything had gone the Patriots' way, could they have had a chance chance to win? Maybe, but like you know, it was we were outplayed, outmanned. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's just the um, what we've been talking about for two years. It's a narrow path to victory. And I mean, I know Evan wrote along those lines for his film review. Everything has to go right for them. Yeah. Everything has to go right, and 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 then they win. You even won the turnover battle. Yeah, in this one, right? Yeah. Well, even some, you know, even a few things that usually go wrong, like a slow start and the turnover battle. Like usually those things go wrong, but those things went right. But it's still because you can't make take advantage of any time somebody's open. If Mac misses somebody that's open on a play, you know, it, oh, like, like, like those plays exist, but not in consistent fashion. And you know, he's just not able to consistently do it, and they're just not. Yeah consistently able to find it's deuce it's tamara it's evan it's paul it's me it's matt in the booth we'll be talking patriots until two and um what's next commanders yeah montez sweatless yeah. sweatless but i you know for me no sweat for, no sweat for oh, me for oh. me that my nod came 
at the end of the first half when Mac threw that interception. It was like, oh, Mac. I even, I think I said it out loud. Oh, Mac. The press box? Okay. Yeah. There I think was, I, he there was the some thing. groans from our yeah. section, that's he, for sure. He yeah. said some things to himself, too. I yeah. mean, on the sidelines, the camera caught him and yeah. oh, equally yeah. as frustrated with himself. Yeah. But that, I mean, Same you stuff. had a chance to maybe go in at the half tied up, and it just turned it right around. So, oh, yeah. I, I don't know what to say at this point. Trade deadlines at four. I don't think the Patriots will be sellers or buyers. I think it'll be stay pat. Stay pat and um, this is what we have for the rest of the season. Now, Bourne's, in, you know, he's going to be out yeah. for the season. He, torn Tough. ACL. That's Tough. been confirmed. Um, and then um, we don't know if Parker's going to play. I doubt it, right? He, he's got, got a concussion history, too. I mean, they took him right off the field. Uh so yeah. I doubt he'll play this week. Bentley, maybe, yeah. hamstring. Boom. Yeah. Just keeps on coming. Yeah. I mean, the disappointing thing to me was I wanted to see if they could build off of some momentum. And and it wasn't necessarily – you have to go down to Miami and you have to go down and beat the Dolphins. But, like, offensively in particular, I saw things against Buffalo that they were productive for almost the entirety of the 60 minutes. And – they went to Miami against a defense that's not great. It's probably better right now than Buffalo's, considering all the injuries that Buffalo had. But Miami was dealing with a lot of injuries on defense, too. And you really never were productive against Miami. You had one drive down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, you know, that you went 81 yards on. Other than that, it was a couple of short fields and punts. And I, I thought that, to me, was my big takeaway, disappointing-wise. Mac Jones, I thought, took a step back from that fourth quarter against Buffalo, and the offense as a whole did so uh, as well. Yep. Yeah, I. there's so many different things that I, you know, you could say about the offense, I think, in general. Uh, though, the you know, Mike's point, that was kind of the point I was trying to make in after further review, was that their margin for error is so tiny that even when I – you know, want to critique Mac Jones. I'm talking about like four or five plays that he missed downfield. And then you will turn on the, the Dolphins film and two might have four or five of those plays a drive, let, let alone, you know, in an entire game for four quarters. And that doesn't excuse Mac for the fact that in this game, he read the field poorly. Like he didn't see the field well, and he missed a lot of downfield throws. I thought he was sped up. I thought he hurdled uh, in a few occasions when when the pocket collapsed late in the down I mean I know every that clip of Trent Brown kind of giving up uh, is going around and everybody is killing him for it it was four seconds into the down like I the quarterback's got to make a throw and I'm not excusing Trent for his effort on that play but at that point I think he's probably thinking to himself the ball's got to be out by now I mean we've been blocking for four and a half seconds and then he turns around and max on the ground and you see his body language when he turns around. He's like, seriously? Like, I, I, I felt the same like, way how do on you that play. How do you still have the ball? And uh, on the play, I think he had two open receivers down the field if he just pulls the trigger. I, I think the biggest thing when you look at you know, what Paul was kind of saying about carrying it over from Buffalo, the, the confidence that I thought that they would build up offensively from beating the Bills and the game-winning drive, he looked like somebody that was trigger shy. And I just – how is that – those two things just don't equate to themselves. Like, how do you have this, like, statement 
uh, career victory the week before, and then seven days later you come out and you look like you're playing scared again. Like uh, those things just are are confusing to me. And uh, you know, I, I just I just look at Mac now, and there's just so many things that you just want him to to clean up about his game, and it, it might be too much. Like it might just be too many things: footwork, uh, eyes, reads, decision making, uh, arm strength, just in general. Uh, it, it just it might be too much to overcome. I think at he this just point. needs a fresh start, like not here, but somewhere else. I feel like he's just too broken right now to fully like fix all those things that Evan just mentioned here. Um, I think it's going to be too much to ask of him, especially with like all the pressure that he already has from himself, his coaches, the fans, just everyone. Just it's a bigger just like philosophical question of when a quarterback gets to this point, like how do you bring him back from mm-hmm. the edge? How do you get him like to focus downfield and to you know not be so jittery? And the second you know things start to go wrong, I mean it's it's all over the place. Yeah. I mean you don't you don't need a degree in, in coaching to to look at him and be like. Yikes, like the second he just, oh, you know, you can hear it, like panic. Um, I, I don't know how you reset him. I mean, yeah, you know, short of Tamara's thing. And he keeps talking about Going it. somewhere else. You know, every, yeah. every, every Wednesday he talks about the need to keep his eyes downfield, and he doesn't. And I think uh, Evan and Mike just pointed out um, a lot of different plays. I, I go, you know, like what can you take from Miami, um, from Buffalo? And then, like, they come out the first play, and it's – Okay, so we really got this Douglas thing going now. Let's so let's do it. And you know the difference is, Tehran is it Tehran or Tehran Johnson comes Tehran. up against Buffalo and is right there, and Douglas just makes a miss and he misses the tackle. And in this game, I think it was uh, Kohu or mm-hmm. Kehu, Cater, you know, Cater K- Kohu. Okay, that was close. Oh, I don't know. Um, I, I like to go when I'm talking about these things. Number seven for Buffalo and number four for Miami. Number four <laughs> for Miami comes up and drops him for a four-yard loss. He doesn't miss the tackle. It was just and, and now that it's whole second, play was a disaster. Right. And now it's second and 14. And immediately, now the first time that Mac is really going to drop back to pass, it's long yardage, and he's yeah. looking at the rush. Yeah. And he's, he's hurried. He's, he's rushed. He's sort of spooked a little bit. He's not looking downfield. And it's a three and out. Yeah, I mean, and I think that sets the tone for the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the so the the play the very first play of the game, and this was a big thing we talked about in our game preview that's going to be posted later this week. For Mac personally, I think that Mac needs to establish a rhythm early on in the game. If he has any adversity early on in the game, it snowballs on him and you lose him, and that that's it. It's downhill from there. So against Buffalo, even though it was only a field goal, they at least drove down the field, got some first downs, hit some throws, and then got into field goal range and got three points out of their opening drive. Out of this drive, they went backwards. Very first play of the game, they go backwards. And I think that that's just – that's it for him. Like, as soon as he hits that – adversity it just all kind of falls apart from there and and on the the play that paul is talking about miami what that was a play the patriots have been running a, a ton over the last couple of weeks it's slant flat to one side and sticks to the other side it's just a quick game concept get the ball out of his hands and the dolphins just were ready for it like they knew it was coming and they had they were sitting all over it and i i just felt like he just threw it to douglas because he was the guy in motion and he was kind of just into this whole motion thing. And then he just threw the ball to Douglas when the throw, he should have really opened to the other side and threw the ball to his right. And he would have had like a five or six yard gain on first down. Yeah. We were saying right immediately afterwards, like 
it just seemed like he was only seeing one half of the field. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, that no, he really had a hard time throwing the ball to the left. Yeah. I mean, the numbers. He, he know, just sort of. never, you know, just watching his head, never seemed to look, scan the field. Yeah. Um, not an excuse for Mac, but I don't think the offensive line played well again. You know, you're looking at highlights from other teams, and there are times when other, you know, a quarterback can actually work from a clean pocket. You know, our pockets from from the snap are I'd always put this one on Mac. I didn't think the pressure yeah. was that bad. Well, no, but but it it wasn't it wasn't in terms of like what it actually. But if you're the quarterback, you always see your lineman backing up. It it always seems like the pocket's coming at you, you know. Uh, and if you're that watching do, it, yes, but that's that, true. But that right, yeah. that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, step up or still, you know, step into the ball and make the and make the play. But rarely do I see, you know, him working from a clean pocket. Again, that's not I mean, an excuse just, because, you know, a lot of quarterbacks overcome that. He just can't. Yeah, he I can't. I mean, Tua had like essentially no offensive line. I feel like halfway through the game, I feel like. First of all, he started off with what three guys missing on the left side, and then two more went down during during the game, and he still found a way to you know yeah. get the ball. I, I, the I think the di- the difference right now that's so stark on on the tape with Tua and, and Mac is Tua's ability to anticipate receivers becoming open mm-hmm. is uncanny. Like he's one of the best in the league at anticipating throws, and so he'll you know I understand that it's easier to throw a deep ball to Tyreek Hill than it is to Jalen Rager. I, I, I fully understand that you can let it go, trusting the fact that Tyreek Hill is going to beat the, def- the defense versus Jalen Rager. But they had almost like identical plays. Uh, Tyreek Hill's 42-yard touchdown. He's even, he's leaving, right? And he was even, and Tua just let it go. Like, he just let it go and trusted that Tyreek was just going to run underneath it, and that's exactly what happened. And Mac had the same type of read and the same type of throw with Jalen Rager, and he just holds the ball, pocket collapses, sacked. And it's just like Tua's – the difference is is that Tua is like three steps ahead on every single play. You know, he's throwing into zone coverages, and guys are coming into the second window, and the ball's already on them when they get into the second window. And in those types of plays, I just feel like yeah. don't – and that speaks not only just to Max processing and his decision-making, but, like, there's no trust in, mm-hmm. in anybody. Like, there's no, tr- like, trust that, okay, if I throw this a beat early, that you're going to run that route into that void and you're going to catch the ball and you're going to be there. Whereas with Tua, like him and Hill and Waddle are just like on this like different plane of, yeah. of trust and yeah. anticipation. I definitely agree that he doesn't have anybody that he can trust. Like if, if Jacoby was still here and it's hard to keep saying that, but if Jacoby was still here, he would trust that Jacoby would be there because he's going to run the route. He's going to get open. He's going to get the ball. It might only be for five yards, but he's going to be there and he can trust him yeah. right now. I feel like he can't trust anybody like not Juju because he's who knows what's going to happen. Then you have Tyquan Thornton, who obviously was a healthy scratch, but he's not running his routes fully at, at full speed. Devontae Parker, you never know what's going to happen there. It probably, probably is going to be a pick. So it's like it's tough because he doesn't trust anyone. Yeah. He doesn't even trust himself. I, I feel yeah, like he, I hasn't feel had, he hasn't had enough success doing what yeah. Tua does to say, okay, this can work. Yeah. yeah. I, you I, know? I feel for Billy O. I, I wonder what it's like, you know, going into a game oh, knowing like that. if – you know, if I call the wrong play or if I, you know, get Mac into a situation like like it might all collapse on me. So it's like 
you know, we talk about what a narrow, you know, road to victory it is for them to have to do so much right. Like, I feel like a lot of that's on Billy O to make sure that the game unfolds in a proper way and he doesn't call a play that's going to get them in trouble or all of a sudden get Mac looking at the rush right off the bat. You know, it's like I, I can't imagine the amount of thought he has to put into <laughs> trying to manage this game plan with him without, you know, getting him off the rails in, in the first possession of the game. Yeah. There seems like there's just such a fragility to everything they do offensively. And like Evan's yeah. point with the – you know, the margin of, of error, like Tua comes out and the first drive, they put together a decent drive. They get on the field and they ended up taking a sack and they get knocked out of field goal range. And, you know, uh, uh, next sack, I mean, the next possession, he, 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 could, he couldn't have been worse. Like he throws a ball right to Kyle Duggar, who he was clearly fooled on the play, throws the ball right into coverage. He, cl- he couldn't have seen him. So he got, he got tricked, makes a terrible play. And he comes back and goes like five plays, 75 yards, throws a 42-yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill, and everything is settled down. You know, in the third quarter, they come out and they drop the ball, you know, inside the 20, and they, they get out of that. So now it's a touchdown game. They, they probably feel like we're absolutely killing this team. We're dominating in every aspect, but we're only up by seven. And then they come out, and I'm just looking at the drive here. On third down, it's, it's, it's second and nine from the Miami 46. And he has like a little uh, back shoulder throw on the sideline to Waddle with J.C. Jackson in coverage. Waddle comes back, perfect timing, throw is perfect, Waddle drops it. Like, you might as well punt on third down if that's the Patriots. Yeah, they had a lot of drops. He comes back and throws the next play to Waddle for 23, who torches J.C. Jackson again. And they eventually end that drive with a touchdown. They get out and they restore order. You know, it's 24 to 10. And they really were never in trouble the rest of the game. They don't blink at mistakes like they don't. the Patriots do. Like you, you just—I mean, it's like one holding call. And you're like, well, there goes this drive. You know, it's just as soon as something goes wrong, you kind of throw your hands up in like the air. Like it's like that holding call. Like you remember the the um, the, the the screen pass to Ahmed that uh, illegal Ahmad, man down. yeah, the, the illegal man down. Yeah. Well, yeah. the reason why that was a long yarded situation is because the the Dolphins got called for holding. You know, down inside their 15 yard line. Again, you might as well punt if that happens to the Patriots. Right. Yeah, I was uh, – so a couple of things about – we just talk, talked to O'Brien, and, and I thought some of his comments were, were pretty telling. Uh, to that point, on the, the first third down of the game, the third and 12, he's, you know, pointed out, and I, I had seen this too, that the spacing on, on the play da- on the routes down the field was, was horrible. The guys were – I think Pop Douglas and, and Devontae Parker ran the same route and ended up in the same area. So there was really no – choice but for Mac to just throw a check down and and punt uh, but my frustration was that with that was like it, it looked to me like they didn't even try to pick up the first down uh, that's what it and, looked and, like to and, me and but. third and 12 is like that's a death sentence for just them yep. like third and 12 is not that it's not third and 30 like we're not we're not <laughs> you know we're, we're not so far bo- beyond being able yeah, to convert like and, and they throw the ball 10 yards you know uh, short of the sticks on like a little drag route to Hunter Henry, who no offense is not like a yak monster. It's not like he's Debo Samuel and he's going to turn up the sideline and break break three tackles. And uh, so you know, O'Brien said the spacing on that was not not the way that they wanted, and they got to coach that better. And then he was also asked about. Uh, so I didn't I didn't realize this, and Andrew Callahan pointed out Mac has not completed a twenty plus yard throw in two weeks, uh, hasn't even attempted. I think Callahan said. I don't know if that's true. but He, he has, hasn't thrown the ball 20 yards in the air, you mean? Yeah. Okay. He hasn't thrown the ball past 20 yards in the air in two weeks. Hmm. And 
O'Brien said that in this game, and I agreed with him uh, based off the what I saw, was that they tried to throw the ball down the field. They had some dialed up shot plays down the field, and they didn't hit them. And to me, I when he said it, and I know this wasn't his intention necessarily because I, I don't think that he's like this normally, um, but he said then some other things happened. And I was like, some other things like the quarterback didn't make the right read on the throw. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it sounded like he was kind of saying that the execution of the plays, maybe it wasn't just the quarterback. Maybe he felt like some plays was the offensive line or some plays was, you know, the spacing of the receivers or whatever, but this wasn't against Buffalo. I think that that was the game plan was to spread the field horizontally, yeah, get the ball out quickly, you know, do that sort of thing in this game against the dolphins. I think they tried to push the ball down the field a little bit against Miami and they just couldn't do it. And I, I don't, I think that's even more troubling than, and, and they were trying early in the year, right? Like wasn't Mac like the one chucking the ball down the field more yeah. than anybody. We were complaining the that they were just games? taking shots that yeah. were, yeah. He had like, you know, some kind of advanced stat rating or right. something about chucking it downfield. But I mean, I, I mean, I can see why he's, he's hesitant. I just would, I would, I would wonder, you know, is he, is he just not seeing it? Is he looking it off? Is he just not willing to pull the trigger? You know, like what, what why is he getting I think it's locked a on of like a bunch of those things i think that he has no trust in his arm talent none and so i think that the second that he feels like oh you know i gotta throw this to the from the far hash into the sideline and like all the way across the field and like that's i can't do it that's not gonna get there and, and then i i think that he he's just not seeing it quick enough or he's sped up to the point where he's just canceling out the downfield routes and immediately going to check downs. Yeah. And uh, there was one throw where uh, it was right from outside the end zone after they recovered the fumble to start the third quarter. Devonte Parker is just wide open on like oh, a I know deep the play over you're talking about. and he's, he's beats Jalen Ramsey. He's wide open for a touchdown. And Mac, I don't even think looked downfield. Yeah. He yeah. just immediately checked it down to to Pop Douglas in the flat. Didn't even bother hanging and, on the and what, downfield. What was re- happening around Mac? I mean, an NFL pocket. Like, okay. you know, I just I'm just wondering. Yeah, I, I think that, and I get your point, Fred, because like you can look at the numbers and you can say, well, he didn't have as much time. I I don't think there was really much difference between the offensive line this week and last week. I think he sort of holds the ball longer at times. Um, and, and created some of the pressure. And I don't mean to have, like, they have a lot of issues on offense. Like, they haven't been able to run the ball all year either, you know, yeah. and that's not his fault. Um, but I, I I do think that he has sort of gone into one of those quarterbacks that's really concerned about what's going on around him yeah. quickly. And to Evan's point, and I've been saying this since, the like, the heading into the Saints game, it, it, the way that Dallas did it, Right away in that game, they got pressure around him. They got the strip sack, and he looked like he was spooked the rest of the game. Saints did the same thing. That would be my number one goal. Every Miami defense. Did the same thing. Get him. Every <laughs> defense. I would send heat after him early, get around him, make him get rid of the ball, even if you don't get there. Yeah. He might beat you once in a while, but even if you don't get there, it, yeah. it, it seems to unsettle him. It, it would help so much if he had even a little bit of a threat of running. Like, you know, when things break down, he's going to get five or six yards with his legs. No, at this point, and he'd probably be just like you, tuck and run. Every you don't have time to worry. You don't. Have, but then, but the other team doesn't have to worry about that. Like yeah. even when he does run, he's so slow. I just, he's not that slow. <laughs> so, Paul, you know, you mentioned like getting pressure on him early. So second drive of the game, third down and three, I think it was. They sent that blitz, and your first round guard whiffs on the freaking blitz oh, again. 
yeah. second time that Fig Fangio has gotten him that on was the Jerome same Baker, freaking right? blitz. And so Mac actually gets the ball out to Ramondre Stevenson, but it's just a no chance. But play. he has to and break it, three tackles. Yeah, to right. Get it, it just has no down. chance. And and those are like the things that I think Fangio uh, did in this game for sure was like send some pressure early and he knew that he could get Cole Strange uh, I just can't roll my eyes more uh, I, on the same <laughs> freaking scheme and they did and uh, it, that's exactly what happened but I, I don't mean to like pile on Mac either because I feel like I'm doing that but I feel like the, you know when you talk to like offensive coaches they say you know offense personnel wise comes down to three things you have to have offensive line skilled players quarterback right you need two out of the three you need two out of the three to be above average to have a good offense. And you can make up for some of the things that are going on if the quarterback was better. Right. But the quarterback isn't better. So this collection of pieces that the Patriots have is is not good enough. Like, it, it's just – so whether you want to put that on Mac or you want to say, well, beef up the line and beef up the receivers and, and go that direction, like we've done that – argument before too but this combination of things is going to be the worst offense in the nfl i'm concerned that even if you gave him a beefed up offensive line and good weapons around him that what if he still didn't see the field what if he still didn't get the ball well you would assume that because he has more time he he would look more you know but Mm. there's no guarantee in that but you're just assuming that his the reason why he's not seeing the field is because he's, yeah. he's so, only yeah. seeing the pass it's just rush. like at this point, it's like it's the NFL. It's only getting faster oh, and I faster know. and faster. Uh, and so, like, people's defenses are just going to get better and better and better. And it's like, yeah. what are you going to do? I know. I mean, I, I've been along the lines of it's, it's going to take a lot to for Mac not to at least be in the mix next year. But right now, it's just each game you're starting to feel like he, he's, he's really broken right now. And it's, mm-hmm. I'm starting to wonder. You don't think he's going to get traded yeah. by 4 o'clock? <laughs> Did he get traded? Uh, I did see hey, a report Mi- that Minnesota uh, can use him. So, some uh, Ezekiel Elliott interest out there. Which yeah, one, of our, kind of one of our callers and I don't know yeah. like who he is or where he gets his information. No, Jordan but Schultz from uh, he says his, Bleacher Report. His right? phone is blowing up with reports about Oh, sure Zeke getting I mean, traded. My, my all, your group, all your group texts. My phone blew up a little bit, but um, I just, it's hard. They, got, they have one. They only have two running backs on the roster. I don't know how they trade. Yeah, Zeke Elliott. and I mean, I think, I think Zeke largely has come as advertised. He's been a good mm-hmm. complimentary piece. He I hasn't could, been great. I but could understand why fine. a contender would want him yeah. as like a, run, a yeah. second running back. But an, another thing that's been just bugging me, the fact that they never got a third down back in this offense in the off season is absolutely malpractice. Like the sack that everybody's saying that Devonte Parker was open on, which he wasn't like, just stop. All right. He's standing there. <laughs> he's staring at Ramondre Stevenson yeah. who has one-on-one <laughs> yeah. with Bradley Chubb, a pass rusher. Like that, that's a matchup that your running back should be able to win in some space and get open for you, the quarterback. And he's just standing there holding the football, waiting for Ramondre to break. And Ramondre just kind of does like a little of this and then just goes nowhere. And Bradley Chubb just swallows him up and then Mac takes a sack. And it's so like, Evan, you just, the uh, one you're talking about first possession of the third quarter yeah. when they took over. And yeah. So this is, we'll, we'll give you a peek inside the, uh, the post game show. So that play happens. And, yeah. Fred, I don't know if you were watching uh, the broadcast like you usually do. Yeah. Adam Montalletta immediately goes, oh, he's just, he, just got to let the ball go. He's got Devontae Parker wide open here. That's why everybody is saying this. So they show yeah. the replay. Now, he comes across the field. There's zero. He, there was a zero per, uh, excuse for him getting sacked. All he had to do was throw it to, to Parker. 
I'm, I'm not even positive he gets the first down. He was not, quote, wide open. No. There's a guy. There's a window briefly right, at the, the beginning. Yeah. You could put it on him, and then maybe Parker breaks a tackle. You get the first down. But I, my point was just that give it to him. Make it fourth and one if the kid comes up and makes a tackle, and now you can go for it. You take a sack and you have to kick the field goal. I just like you cannot take the I sack. I like Mac was watching Ramondre. And I know, like, time. you're I, not the I, only I, one that's talked about yeah. Stevenson on this play. Yeah. I know that, like, Tom Curran made a similar comment yeah. as you. It's just like that to me on that particular play. Like he made the right read, like and he his hadn't eye, turned around yeah, yet. Yeah, his eyes were in the right place on the play, and by the time he would make a, a you know come off Ramondre to get to Parker, Parker's covered at that point. Yeah. So it's like if he had started on Parker and just like stared at it and didn't throw, then I, I guess you could make that argument. But if you have, you know, Bradley Chubb is in some space against James White instead of Ramondre Stevenson, that's a, probably a touchdown. Like he probably shakes him at the top of the route and runs away from him. But they don't have a player like that on this team. And they have two guys in Zeke and Ramondre who are just power backs trying to yeah. catch the ball on third down. And it's yeah. just like I, I – they're they have no running back depth so like these all these rumors about zeke okay you can play kevin harris like i, I they have no depth at that position and time montgomery <laughs> and they won't play and they won't play time montgomery in the third down back role for some reason that i can't explain it's, i'm done thank it's, you it's crazy on the other side you know i know it probably wouldn't have made a difference in the result but i this was a game where i really did um think that they missed Gonzalez and Judon. I think they would have made a difference on you know quite a few of these plays. I mean, Gonzalez just in that first game against them, he just stood out because he can move. Like he has movement skills that are right. know, I'm not going to say on Tyreek Hill's level, but like in that kind of elite of athleticism. And you're right, they need they need Gonzalez back. They need more of that in the secondary, and they certainly need certainly Judon. didn't help missing those guys. Um, yeah. and, and I think Judon. I think they wanted to try to get some heat on him. And you know, Tamara made the point about the offensive line. I mean. You basically had an entire mm -hmm. offensive line of backups, and then two of those guys yeah. got hurt during the game, and you were down to third stringers. And you still didn't really – I mean, there were times where they made him sort of pull the ball down and move a little bit, get off his initial read, um, but not, not that often. Mm -hmm. And I, I, they, they certainly missed um, having Judon Inuche, you know, potentially being there. You know, I, I thought – to be honest with you – I didn't think the defense played well. I'm not trying to make this out to be anything different, but I think that was about as, as good as you could expect. You know, they were missing some pieces, and the other team's just better than you offensively. I thought it was very similar to the first game. The difference is they, they got a touchdown instead of missing the two field goals. So I think it could have been 30 in the first game, 31 in this game. Yeah. I, I thought that Tua, for the most part, completed passes anytime he needed to. Um, the difference in this one is they weren't able to run the ball. I thought the front was pretty good. I thought Keon White was pretty good in this game. I Dugger, thought Tavai was pretty good in this game, and Dugger. it was Duggar's best game probably of the season. I want to ask Evan something about Duggar. Uh, Did you not pay attention? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I, 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 I want to ask. i at Duggar. Was he not um, – did they have any change for him? Like, was he near or around or closer to the line of scrimmage in this game, and that's why we noticed him a little more? 
But I also want to get to is that why like Marte Marpu is back in Yeah, they've been using involved with the the Tyree Kill coverage. Yeah, and they've been using Jalen Mills a little bit more at deep safety too to allow Peppers and and Duggar to play closer to the line of scrimmage. I I, Because you can't see this on TV. You can't see where like the safeties are lined up. No, I hear you. Uh, Kyle Duggar's game to me was I didn't really think that he played all that much better than he usually does. Okay. I just think the ball found him in this game. Like, too, yeah, threw I the liked, ball right to I him. Liked I liked the know, tackles. Like, I wasn't really – like, the inter- – yeah, it'd be like me saying Anthony Jennings had a great game. Yeah. yeah. He happened to be standing there when, right. when, when <laughs> two guys dropped the ball at his feet. Um, yeah. But I thought Duggar made a couple of tackles that were reminiscent yeah. of the plays that he made last year. So like, he made some good – you know, they had some good uh, communication – on some pre-snap motion, especially down by the goal line on one of the tackles that he made where, you know, if the guy came out one side of the formation, Peppers was going to take him from the other side. And if he came out to Duggar's side, then Duggar was going to take him. And they pass it off well, and Duggar made that tackle in the flat, but he still gets lost in zone coverage. Okay. Like, you know, he's playing, like, short zone. So yeah, zone, I just was wondering if there was maybe a little bit of a change to that deep center field, which he was kind of invisible for the most part yeah. in the first seven games. I noticed him a lot more in this uh, one. But then I started bit. saying to myself, geez, you know, me and Evan have been talking about Mapu a lot, and yeah. uh, that didn't look so good. Well, uh, maybe play him at his natural position. Maybe we could start there, <laughs> which they're clearly not doing because Brian Belichick basically confirmed today that he's been in the safety room this entire time. So, yeah. sweet. Uh, good job on that one. Well, because they're getting prepared to let Duggar walk. <laughs> yeah. a free agent instead of giving yeah. him, like, you know, four years, $40 million or something. Yeah. I know. give the defense credit in this game. I thought – in the first game, we kind of talked about this a lot, that they just kind of played soft zone. And yeah, just, no, they uh, tried something different. They, I agree. This game, they tried to stay in, stand in the middle of the ring with Miami. Um, I thought they played some plays early in the game. Yeah, you know, I got, thought the results were similar, but they got there in a different way. Yeah, you know, they, they force a punt on the opening drive eventually. Uh, they get the pick. You know, they, they, they had a little bit more production defensively in this game, and, and they, they played a lot more man coverage. They blitzed a lot more. Like, they tried to play a real, like, game plan, and I, I'll give the defense that credit for the last two weeks. Like, they – they're shorthanded. They have injuries on that side of the ball, and they're missing two of their best players. But if they're going to go down, they're going down swinging. Like, they came after Josh oh, yeah. Allen, oh, yeah. and they have they were more aggressive against Miami in this game than they were the first time around. So at least, like, you can say that they're standing in the middle of the ring with these teams, and if they're going to lose, they're going to lose yeah. go swinging. And I'd expect that to continue because Washington's allowed the most sacks in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, not to – you know, blame the refs, but I do want to talk about the performance of Paul's guys out there. I hate the refs. Um, I still, somebody, please, I still don't understand the reason why for the ineligible man downfield rule. Like, why do we have that rule? Like, I, but that doesn't have anything to do with ref hatred. No, I no, but there was. You don't one, understand why there's a rule. No, I know, but there was one where they they you know picked it up, uh, yeah. and the one where they actually called it. But why is there that rule? Anyone, I don't know why you need ten yards so, for a first down. I've I don't know why there's a lot of rules. Yeah. So the ineligible downfield, I I the way that I like. So I I actually asked uh, O'Brien about the RPOs the Patriots have been running, and he he mentioned that a lot of them are predetermined pre-snap. He called them advantage throws because you're not the RPO rules in in the league is it's just one yard. So he's 
I think the biggest thing is is that you know if they allowed like college allows two yards and then like a grace honestly like it's kind of like tur- two turns into five real quick and these offenses just run these RPOs with the ineligible men downfield and like these guys are run blocking like five yards down the field and then they got slants coming in from the outside and it's just impossible to defend so I think it's one rule that they're actually keeping in the rule book to help defense which is surprising but I that would be my my best case for the rule what I hate about the rule is that they because quarterbacks drop back so far on screens the refs never get it right on the field and then New York buzzes down and says pick up the and I know that the Patriots benefited from this against Buffalo so I'm not I I hate it both ways like either stick with the call on the field or or don't but this whole eye in the sky thing it's there's no transparency it's not legislated in any sort of way the refs aren't held accountable for missing the original call in any sort of way so now we just like they're acting like they knew all along they, they, oh we, after some discussion i agree with that it's like come on just yeah. tell us that you know you got buzzed from from upstairs because yeah. I, I i i liked the fact that they picked up the david andrews one and i know it was a huge play in the game the pages probably don't win the game yep. if they don't do that i but i i liked i don't like good plays being erased on technicalities now i would feel differently if the guy is downfield making a key block in front of the ball carrier that led to the big play that wasn't the case with david andrews that wasn't the the case on sunday either so i didn't really have any problem with either one of those flags being picked up uh but then there were the two. hit on on Parker. I was can't believe the hit on Parker. I mean, that's just, I, that, mean I, I can believe it, but I thought it was a penalty. Yeah, ter- terrible non-call there. Uh, and I thought there were two bad calls on the Patriots. I thought the PI on Jackson in the end zone, where he was behind, like he he hit him with his chest. Yeah, I think he, he tugged I the mean, jersey. Grabbed, he grabbed his jersey. Yeah. Uh, it didn't. Affa- it was Holding. nothing. It was it was okay. terrible call. And then okay. the the other bad c- c- was a non-call, just not calling. Uh, these Miami guys, you know, they're, they're in. It's illegal motion. I mean, you can't like turn towards. This the, is the one that I have the. You can't turn with. toward the line of scrimmage and keep going. You have to come oh, to a stop. Oh, 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 no, oh, no, oh, I uh, that I. That they I'm go fine with. with. They're going like the CFL thing. Yeah. They're going forward. Uh, that, snap. That, I didn't notice that, that. I'm fine with because. First, well, mostly just because it's fun and like I know, it's but cool it's, to, it's cool the rules. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I don't. But I didn't see that. The, the, I, the, I thought where you were going with it was the time that two guys motioned at the same time. Well, it was yeah, on that same play on. though. Yeah. On that same play. So, so tell me, no offense. Yeah. But I think I might get like well, a, more was. of more of an impartial <laughs> look at this. Can you tell me what, what we're talking about? So I didn't there was really a play. I believe it was in the second half where the running back and a wide receiver. Both go in motion at the same time. At the snap? Just before the, before snap. the snap. Oh, okay. All but right. You can't motion at the same time, regardless. It happens all the time. You, you can't motion at the exact like in unison at the exact same time. And then he motions. Then he motions. Two guys can't move at the same time. No, and they can't. It be happens moved, all the time. And they can't. Yeah, I know. And they never call it. And they like can't, guys are shifting and moving. You never saw he, that. But they were no. They were coming in motion. And then they didn't set before the ball was oh, snapped. Oh, well, if you don't set when the ball's set, that's automatic. And one yeah. guy actually turned toward the line. It was on that same play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Belichick was irate on the side. Oh, uh, there's, that, a, there's a shock. And, and, and you, I, you, I, but I totally believe that he was right about it. Like, yeah. they, so they motion at the same time. And then immediately, like, everybody on the Patriots' defense is like, 
like hands up like what what's going on here and then they motion at the same time neither one of them really gets set when the ball is snapped no, that's and, a that's and, a blat- and, blatant and, penalty and then. then when they you know they go in in fred's right like you know then one guy kind of you know does that cheat motion and sort of starts vertically at the line of scrimmage and and you know it was that entire play was illegal like it, the whole pre-snap was illegal all of it was illegal yeah that was the one where bill it. was livid about the the one the downfield he wasn't upset so he's like well if he's not upset then i guess it wasn't a you know penalty so uh, but oh, he was livid on that play. Yeah, they showed the replay of the downfield on the screen, um, and it, it was really close. Like yeah. he was like a – they say it's like a yard of the line of scrimmage. He was probably within a yard of the line of scrimmage. But to Evan's point, I don't think the referees got together and said, no, 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 I saw him. He was only – no, someone's clearly making that call yeah. from upstairs, which is I think exactly the same thing that happened last week in the Buffalo game. I think the guys on the field were calling it, and someone upstairs said, don't, don't call that. He's not – not right. affecting so the it's, play. So it's the back foot of the blocker. Correct. It's, it's his back foot. Within a yard. Within a yard of the line of scrimmage when the ball leaves the quarterback's hands. So that's a really tough judgment call to call it on the fly. It's like throwing up a, a forward pass past the line of scrimmage. And, like, everybody gets this wrong. Like, if the quarterback's back foot is still parallel to the line of scrimmage, he can be all the way over the line with the ball. Yeah. But that back foot is still touching the line of scrimmage. It's it's legal. So just explain to me, if they didn't have this rule, what's the advantage for the offense? I mean, I guess you could just let your offensive line boot go run down the field immediately okay. at the snap. They're not eligible. Yeah. Right? They're blocking people. Yeah. Okay. I, so there's nobody there to make a tackle. <laughs> so on a pass. offensive line can block people? Not downfield, no, not on a pass. I mean, well, I'm, if they're not blocking, like so, now you have like wait, eight well, guys to block no, but, two. But wait a minute, if they're if they're blocking downfield, they're not blocking the linemen. So, th- but so the now ball's already wait, gone. This is this is making me think about the blind side when he blocks the man all the way down the field. How they're yeah, running. Everything makes play. you think illegal of the blind play. side. I know, but this one <laughs> no, specifically. No, that wasn't. But wait, there's a running. So play. the ball's already gone, he right? He's blocking him all the way down. At, but it's a but if they're play. already downfield, so the when like they're all the set up, they don't care He's about the lineman. They're letting the lineman in. Right. It's a screen. Yep. So if you let the guys downfield, now they're in position to block before the ball is thrown. Okay. Okay, so evidently you're fine with that. I thought right. football was a game of blocking. <laughs> I thought the defense should at least have a chance to try to make yeah, a stop no, at some point. Everything no. else is totally just, good just, for the I offense. Just that would be when you're wild. watching college football on on Saturday, if you have a chance, just when they run like RPOs, they they don't call the they just don't call it in college. And and these guys these linemen are like five seven yards down the field, and there's just no way to stop it. Like if you know. It, it's a post-snap read, so the quarterback can just hand it off based off the line. And there's just no way to stop these plays, and that's why you know it, O'Brien said this morning uh, the Patriots don't run as many of those like college-style RPOs because of the NFL rule of illegal man downfield. So it just sort of takes away that that advantage, like Paul's talking about on screens, and then with RPOs. This all goes back to like the wing T and, and stuff I'm, like th- that. And, and I'm just, with you, yeah. I respect your like. But if fine, I, if like, you're a defense, right? don't have a rule, but it is a rule. No, I know, but if you're a defense and all of a sudden you see linemen breaking out down, you know what the play is, right? And that's sometimes just, just sometime, run by him. And sometimes get to the, ball. the defensive linemen stop rushing on screens, yeah, like Vince Wilfork, and go out and sometimes they're able to intercept yeah, a one. I don't know. Like, I, yeah, that's. Good I mean, defense. I, I understand. Like, if you're down there and you're set up already yeah. engaged in the block, it's a lot harder for the defense. I get that, but. I don't know. 
this should be a way to com- com- combat that. And it's a telltale sign if all of a sudden the linemen break out. I, you know, I don't know. No, I, I like that you're asking the question, Fred, is I think it's worth, you know, I just I, I just don't I, look I, at I, it any differently as why you get no. four downs to get a first down. Like I don't know why all the rules are <laughs> no, in place. I, 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 I know, yeah, right. but but at some point there wasn't that rule, you know, like in the forties or fifties or whatever. And then they made that rule to counteract something that was happening. That the wing was, T, you know, was it the wing T? The wing, so the wing yeah. T was like the first option football before, like we call them RPOs now. They were doing. Navy was doing RPOs in the wing T like 50 years ago, right? Like that. And, and the, they had these different types of blocks that we see now and guys are getting up field and then there's little, you know, options to off of it. And they weren't throwing all these like downfield routes and stuff like that, that it's evolved to, but uh, yeah, the wing T was, was a game changer. And they, they made a lot of these rules because of that. Okay. Freddie just wants all offense all the time. No, I just, I, I'm just <laughs> curious, I, you know, I, 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 I get it. I, I say the same thing. I don't know why certain things are the way they are but yeah it seems like you think it like there's some kind of nefarious no not nefarious to it's it. just you know like i want to know like is it a rule right. that's seen its day yeah. and should be revised well, it's obviously or, you know like, i yeah. think it probably like, should be enforced more like pass anything. interference like certain penalties are like well of course that's a penalty in football but i i, I like that you're just like why where, where did that originate from of you know the offensive line can't suddenly go downfield. Right. Like, what's the big, what's, the, what's genesis the genesis of it? Yeah, so it's good I'm just, I just want to understand yeah. it. Yeah. But I I personally think it's about eligible receivers, and I think if you start having like literally nine guys downfield, and now the defense on the fly has to identify which ones yeah, I have to cover too. and which ones I that, don't. Don't you do that before the snap? <laughs> Fred, I'm talking about like if you just wildly like, know, in the zone, if, and all of a sudden David, there are guys flashing. If, I know, but if David Andrews downfield, I know he's not eligible. Right, I just e- know that, that's easy to say. I mean, it's he's got a beard. Not eligible. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of, kind of seemed to bother Baltimore. <laughs> I don't right. know. In, well, in a playoff game. I, I just like how I've tried to give him actual logic, and it, he's it doesn't still, matter he's because he just it. he just I wants just, to know I why. Think, I mean, I don't know why. Like the center's eligible on the play. That would be weird. <laughs> okay, but you have to say that before right, the snap. Right, yeah, I know, That's right? fine. It's also not possible. <laughs> All right, eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at Patriots dot com is the email address. Uh, Patty's in Aguam. What's up, Patty? What's up, everyone? Hey, hey. I got a couple questions. Um, first one's kind of crazy, but um, with this being the tread deadline, like if you look look at our remaining schedule, I think the only team that has worse weapons than we do might be the Giants, right? You maybe trade for a guy. Forget about who's quarterback the team this year, but do you just trade for somebody that possibly like a Jerry Judy type or someone of that ilk, so you have a weapon like going into next year and. Um, my second question is, knowing what we know now halfway through the season, is there anyone that you guys thought that you wanted to re-sign before the start of the season that you would want to re-sign now? And I'll take the answer off the air. Okay, thanks. I'd like to re-sign Anthony Jennings. I think that's a good, you know, won't but won't break the bank. He's a solid guy. It's not going to move the needle a lot, but just a guy I think that they need for depth and, you know, just some a little bit of continuity, especially with, you know, Judon and everything. What about Big Mike? Just to have... You know, because eh. this might be David Andrews last year too. By the way, I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, who knows? I don't know why he keeps coming back to this team. I got to be know? honest. Yeah. Um, oh, so it like, gets really dark. After just a little bit. Of, I mean, Devin McCourty literally said that. Like yeah. this off season. Like, why am I coming back? We're not winning a Super Bowl. Like that was words out of his mouth. So, yeah. Yeah. so like, 
just somebody coming back on the O line, you know, uh, that yeah, is, I, is good. I mean, there's so many conversations to have, and I mean, everybody wants to just jump immediately to, you know, we're picking third overall and who we're going to take. You know, like it's just it's 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 hard, and, and like you know, part of me is like, well, you really got to be reasonable with your assets, and you know, all this talk of guards and first round guards and all this franchising tag guards. Like, I think I'm getting to the point where I'm like, hey. City Soul looks pretty good at right guard. How about that next year? And like, we'll just set it and forget what if it. He's and, a, what you know? if he's a tackle? Yeah, yeah. But you know, in terms of like I trading for a Jerry Judy or a weapon now, I don't know this, but I have a feeling that Robert Kraft said we're not doing anything for 2024 yet. See, I would trade for Jerry Judy, but I am a Judy guy. But I think to Patty's point, you you can't fill all of the holes in one off season. Like even with all the cap space that they're going to have. Yep. So whether it's Mac Jones or it's Drake may, or it's Michael Penix or whoever throwing him the football, at least like you'll have a couple of receivers that are NFL caliber receivers for the next guy to throw the ball to. Because if you're drafting a quarterback in the first round, you're not drafting a receiver in the first round. Right. So yeah. you have to find that receiver someplace else. Yep. So whether it's trading for Judy and then signing T Higgins and going all out for, you know, skill talent, which is what I would obviously mm -hmm. do, but we know who wouldn't like that would be, you know, but we'd have to give that. probably at least a second for Judy, right? You think maybe like a third, third? I think maybe, you know, I don't think he would be much. Yeah. He's it, got just, one year, yeah. right? Can we just yeah. give who, them Taekwon and we take Judy? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the point is that, you know, you're trying to like, I think you have to be able to have something for uh, the next quarterback to walk into. Because if you just do this all over again, then you're just going to ruin the next guy, and yeah. then you're just going to be in this cycle uh, forever. I would also I would sign Big Mike. I, I would definitely yep. sign him. I think if you had true serum Bill Belichick, even though this wouldn't be on the top of my list of things, letting Joe Tooney walk, I, I think would would be something that they would call a mistake. Preach it, now. brother. I, I mean, I was I was right there with you. They should have extended him at the time. He's going to be an All Pro with the Chiefs yeah. this year. like not a Pro Bowler, an All Pro yeah. with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, one of the best guards in the NFL, and I, I think I, even if he's he not did. the best guard, he was a versatile guard and he was solid. You know, just Never pay him like that, and you know uh, that's where they're all. I, to me, that's where their O line issues started by not yeah. extending I think them. the same thing only for an entirely different reason. You start sinking money into guards and then yeah. now you get into this situation. Yeah. They they overextended for Shaq Mason and they overextended for Joe Tooney. They're both I think excellent players. I think they're both excellent players. I don't think you win with guards. I just don't know how like you I, certainly don't win with bad linemen. Right. You definitely yeah. don't win with a bad offensive line. Right. Hundred yeah, percent. There's a lot of teams that are doing it somehow. I, I don't know. I think you're overstating that. All right. Uh Paul's He's saying that because he's hungry. So hangry. we'll, we'll, be, we'll be right back after this. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. 
And hello again, everyone. A very pleasant good afternoon, and welcome to Miami Gardens, Florida, the Hard Rock Stadium for this encounter of the New England Patriots at 2 and 5, and the 5 and 2 Miami Dolphins. Snap to Tunga Bailoa. Looks down the middle. He's sacked, wrapped up. Marmor is there again. On, and Christian continues to wreak havoc. Turn that man loose. Let him eat. Boy, he's getting back to the, to the force that he really showed in flash as a rookie. Drops back, fires down Get the up. pass, yep. intercepted by Duggar. He makes the play from the ground, rises to his feet, but past the 35 left. Still on his feet before he's shoved to the near side by Hill. Zone. They killed him with the zone. They took Tukatua into seeing what's not there. And Duggar's just sitting there underneath the great route recognition. They double-teamed Tyreek Hill, and he threw a lame duck right to top Kyle Duggar, right over the middle. It makes you wonder, too, how much the sack of Farmore and the Patriots' ability yep. to start to generate pressure got to tug of Iloa there. Hill ran his route behind Duggar. Sorry about that. You're looking for more of a chunk play now instead of the quick hitter. So that six-yard loss, oh, now we need another 15 yards we're going to pick up. Matt takes it on third and four. Stands in, throws it across from the court, catches 10, runs left five, yeah. into the end zone. offense been trips right they run a double post to the right side they drag board he's wide open Mac resets throws an easy pop to him and it's smooth selling for Kendrick Bourne all the way into the end zone Patriots up early there he goes Wilson in motion up the right play fake to him that's my low loads up throws a deep ball for Tyree Hill with steps and a say. catch and a touchdown Miami down the left side got behind both Jackson and Mapu and the Dolphins are an extra point away from tying it. it up. I knew, it. I knew they were going to go for the shot play there. But get patient, patient. Don't give up the big play. He actually geared down. He had a beat by another two yards. He actually had to slow down to catch this ball by two. It hung too much. Jackson got beat on the long one. He had a little out, but that guy just ran right through coverage. 42 Can't yards. Can't coach it. Can't coach it. Play fake. And Tucker being blitzed is dropped from the backside. Duggar. And it's a blindside sack by Kyle Duggar. Second sack for New England. Second big play for Duggar in this game. I wonder if it's a read by Duggar backside. If your guy doesn't release, you go. So just unprotected backside. This, this is on Tua. He's got to be able to see that. Miami loses six back to the 21. A third and 14 coming up for the Dolphins. Mike motions left, snap to Tagovailo, quick throw, slack to Wilson, cut in the end zone, touchdown Dolphins. He made that throw in front of J.C. Jackson and as well past the left hand of Anthony Jennings. Dolphins have taken the lead. Big difference there, get helped out by the refs, should have held him for three, now it becomes seven. Terrible, this crew is terrible. Home drive by the Dolphins, but now this is worth point. You look at the weather, See how many guys taking a while to get off that field. Long defensive series, extended by several calls. Douglas motions in from the left. Jones takes it to hit. Throws it to the far sideline. Picked off. Are you kidding? And passed down the right side by Jalen Ramsey. 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. Ramsey hurdles. Douglas continues down the sideline. All the way to the end zone for Miami. Though they're going to say he stepped out of bounds on the 40 of New England. What an absolutely dog of a throw by Mac Jones. Careless, late, lazy, ball hung, misread. I can't come up with any more adjectives to describe that. It's just a bad, awful 
dog throw. Well underthrown Patrick Warren down the left side. Easy pickings for Jalen Ramsey in his first game for the Miami Dolphins. I didn't even say it before the snap, because you're in field goal range. I almost wanted to say, don't make the stupid mistake. Don't take a sack. Because I thought, you know what, maybe we're past that. But God aren't you. Sprinting left, oh. handoff to Mostert, loose. We got Patriots. it. We got it. An opportunity. We got it, man. To recover a loose ball off the bench. There you go. Lawrence Scott. Nice. Check that. Jennings. It's Anthony Jennings there for the Patriots. Anthony Jennings recovering. The Dolphins never make the clean exchange. Tug of Iloa to Mostert, and the Patriots get a gift to start the second half. Lazy by two and getting there. Just nonchalantly puts the ball out on the hip, and then raises his hands. Dolphins not ready to go, you're ready to go. Now do something with this ball. Takes the snap, give to Mostert, runs it left, easy. Waltz in, touchdown Miami. Kick field goals all day long. We've been on the other end of that for 20 years. We laughed at teams would get down after great opportunities. Then you know what, we'll take three here. Because it's points, let's just get some points. I start chasing double digits again. Because you choose to kick field goals. I don't blame you, have no choice. I'd be afraid to put the ball vertical too. A blitz coming. Matt throws it to the left ball. Incomplete. Not fumbled. It's an incomplete pass. A throw to Parker, who got down. Deshaun Elliott uh -oh. came up, closing in a hurry. Parker went down. Parker, He's after hard. rising to his feet, goes down. Now the snap from Tango Bailoa dropping back. He's pressured, and he screens it right for Ahmed. He's hit by Devai, slips the tackle, runs right side past the 30, and outside the 35 before he's finally clipped down. There is a flag on the play. Ineligible player downfield. Offense of the 66. Five-yard penalty. Third down. So the Dolphins again backtrack. For the officials to mark the penalty off. And if you can't get off the field here. Special, man, your crew is special. You marked it off, went back, and then you decide it's not it's not valid? Are you kidding me? They didn't even mean about it like last week when they waved it. You got to be kidding me. Oh man, we're in a different, different stratosphere with these refs. They can ruin a game, boy. This league can ruin a game with these referees. Fourth and goal to go from the three. Rager splits to the right. Smith-Schuster, Henry Gesicki, all in a bunch left. Elliott in the back to the left of Jones. A fourth and goal to go. The play clock is down to two. It's down to one. The snap. Jones throws it right wide open. Smith-Schuster. Touchdown. Patriots. I know who had that one on DraftKings. Woo! Odds of that one had to be a what, a plus? 2,500 on draft games. catch and first touchdown as a Patriot. I like the concept. It's this Miami does, right? Run that bunch left. He does a little reset motion, a little return. Then it's jet sweep across. And there it is. That's how they flip at the time. You can't see the thing. Snap, pick up by low. Play big. Throw down the middle. Wide open to Waddle. The 15-yard line. Let's do it here. Into the end zone. Oh, start our buses, boys. And he's going to celebrate with his teammates. Busted cut. And Mass doing the Penguin walk. Jones leans forward, takes the snap, dropping back. Pressure. He's wrapped up. He throws the ball high.
is going to be a hit in a flag with Smith Schuster and what? Douglas. What? There for the Patriots. They're trying to break up a potential interception. Jones is going up at the fourth down play. Brandon Jones nearly had an interception to start this series and a ball. And now you've got oh, good. players spilling off the go. Dolphins sideline. And Dolphins are coming off their bench. Look at this. They're going to get thrown out of the game. They got personnel coming off their bench. I've never seen this. The Dolphins spilling off their sideline. What is the flag for? As Smith, Schuster, and Douglas are walking back toward the near side. And meanwhile, Jones is being attended to by the medical team from Miami near the 40-yard line. Several Ooh. times. Oh, we got some more here going on. Today, go. there have been very small skirmishes, but now things are heating up. Jack Jones. There we go. Bill's out there now. Trying to restrain <laughs> Jabril Peppers, if not the other way around. The Dolphins takes a knee to end this football game. Miami wins at 31-17. The Dolphins improve to 6-2. They stay up being in at home, winning for the 16th time in 18 games in South Florida, and handing the Patriots their ninth loss in their last 11 visits here. Bridgestone is the official tire of the New England Patriots, and Bridgestone tires are now on sale through November 15th. Yeah, you got time. Uh, and that's at all Sullivan Tire locations. Visit SullivanTire.com for a location near you. On sale to November 15th, Bridgestone tires. Anybody need some tires? I, I need tires and front brakes, and I've been putting it off, and I need them. So. Well, go to Sullivan Tire. They yeah. can take care of both. Hook me up. Yeah. Sullivan Tire. Hook me up. Yeah. All right, back here on Patriots Unfiltered, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Obviously, we're talking about the Patriots' loss in Miami. Was that six in a row or something in Miami? Or? Since, they haven't won since uh, 2019. 19? Antonio Brown game. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's still the a house of horrors for the Patriots. That was that was Tua is the Josh Rosen game. <laughs> Tua is six and zero against Bill Belichick. Yeah, Correct. yeah, wow, wow. not good, not wow. good. Yep. In the division too, but yep. we beat Josh Allen last week. So yeah. with an offensive line, without an offensive line, with the Tyree kill, with Mike McDaniel, without yeah, Mike McDaniel. That's what's crazy about it. Tua's our daddy, but everybody still yeah. says he sucks because <laughs> he he beat he's beaten the Patriots even before. All of this came to Miami with like, weapons, without weapons. Brian Flores and Devontae Parker and Mike Kosicki as his number one yeah. and no, number one receiver. It's like and beating you with end. your own weapons. And, beating and your own he guys. was still beating the Patriots. Yeah. It's incredible. Yep. So, uh, yeah, well, eleven and six is still in play. It's in play. Correct. Yeah, it is in play. We got the Commanders. Yeah, and we got the Colts. I told everybody that I, I shared that with you. Uh, during the post-game show the other day. I was texting back and forth with Freddie. I was surprised to get the uh, the immediate response. I figured you'd be on the plane. On the pregame show, what was the thing that you – because I wasn't really listening. What was Mm. the thing that you guys were, like, cracking up about on the pregame show? Uh, Hardy couldn't even talk. He was laughing. I don't remember. No? (laughs) I don't remember. I don't remember that. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, there was a moment where – Was there some frivolity when I was on the other uh, show? No. No, you were cracking up. No. Like, you, for a while, you guys were speechless. Oh, shoot. I don't know. Yeah. I do not know what part of the show that was. 
Oh, that. Oh, was... that might have been it. Okay, yeah. That... So the the Miami yeah. Dolphins guy. Wait a second! Don't talk <laughs> no. crap about Travis. No, no, he's, he's a friend. No, 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 no. We, no. He's been on the show twice. We uh, we love him. Okay, yeah. but his name fun. is Travis Wingfield. Yeah. <laughs> so he has some fun with that saying. You know. So where did you prep? Uh, <laughs> you know, and yeah, yeah, things yeah. like that. The yacht know, team. Right? No, no, Travis uh, was a good sport about it. Oh, he totally got Hardy though. Absolutely, he totally knew what we were doing. This must have been after we talked in the press box because we, you know, we always say hi to each other these games and uh, he didn't say that you guys were, were talking smack oh, so I, I wonder I, if he no, realizes no, no. it's the same sh- you know, no like he probably doesn't yeah. connect it maybe but maybe no really he did like, the same bit for week two too really good did. guy like he yeah. and he brought a lot, a lot of good stuff too yep yep I like he's got nice succinct yeah responses you know it's it's that's, why, that's how we differ. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I, maybe we'll <laughs> talk too. about this uh, off the air but uh, him and I have great conversations about Working for people that have oh I know worked, I know worked for this organization and it's 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 hilarious yeah hmm. okay eight five five past five hundred let's get to the phones we'll go to Eldred North Carolina what's up Eldred Eldred hey ladies hey gentlemen how y'all doing hi hi Eldred man hey uh I don't know where, where to begin but uh Deuce yo I'm gonna ask you a question okay, okay. scenario. Just a scenario. What, what's the scenario? Uh, it was after the post-game show when that last guy yeah. came on. He said, uh, trade Mac to Minnesota, right? Hmm. So you said, who would you get to zap him? I got, a, I got an answer for that. Yeah. Why not trade Mac to Minnesota? Okay. Go to go to Atlanta. Give a fourth or fifth round to Terry Heineke since he already been in the system. And then go from there and then try to get another quarterback next year. Because the way he's playing, uh, he's scared. I'm sorry. Yeah. He didn't been hit. No. Deals Except for Atlanta, Atlanta kind of needs that. Taylor Heineke. When was Taylor Heineke? Was he in Houston? I uh, know. He was here for a couple of minutes. He was here. He's back up with Brady. Yeah, he back was here for Taylor a minute. Taylor Heineke? Yeah, he was. For a while. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I would if necessarily say that that, re- that, you know, equates to him knowing the system already, but he was here for a minute. Yeah, it's, well, uh, man, yeah, did, yeah, we got rid of like practice squad pass. minute. I, I he backed up what you call I, I agree with the elder. Like I, I, like I'm just I'm troubled by Mac right now, and I think what I'm like just most like meh about right now is just like going out spending you know millions of dollars on a journeyman quarterback this off season, and is that guy ever going to be part of the future? And you know, so I'm just kind of stuck between like, like there's just a part of me that's like I, that much for, for Heineke. No, I know, but but like yeah, but he's not he was here for like. But six it's weeks. something. Yeah, no, it's I, I something. said I said he was here for a minute. I know, right. but that's that's, that's, that's like nothing. And you're you young guys, you right. young kids. No, that's no, how you I talk. No, I know, and I'm like, so if he's not going to win a quarter, a Super Bowl, Mac's not going to win a Super Bowl. It's going to be kind of eh. So how much are you going to like use for the rebuild money to get like this stopgap veteran quarterback who's never really going to be expected to do anything for you? Like, I look, I understand the point. It's just that's where I'm. I'm stuck where it's like I'd yeah. rather just like there's and I and I don't think this is right to just say we should just stick with Mac. Like I'm not trying to my stopgap guy that, has to accompany whoever I think is the future. Yeah. So if I want to stick with saying. Mac, that's what I'm then I don't need any stopgap guy. But if I mm-hmm. move on from Mac and I get a stopgap guy and I draft somebody in the 24 draft, that's I, I, like I could I could live with that. 
Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but is that like yeah. how much is that well, really well, like? Well, is ta- like ta- let's just use Taylor Heineke. Taylor like, Heineke. How much? He's not a stopgap. Ha- he's are, a backup. So like who though? You know, like I just and that's what like Kirk Cousins like, and I'm like, no, yeah, no, is no, that that's, like that's, any different yeah, than now Mac? That's like, o- that's over is, now is that too. Gonna, like how you're not that it ever was. But you're signing Kirk Cousins to be your your quarterback. Like you're not like Kirk Cousins not a stopgap. You're gonna have to pay him a lot of money. And but we're all are we all thinking that Kirk Cousins is gonna come here with a rookie wide receiver and win a Super Bowl? Like I'm like. Uh, you know, so well, it just, depends who the rookie wide receiver is. Like, if it's Marvin Harrison, why not? Because I think Kirk Cousins is probably now, like I don't two think... clicks better than Mac Jones, and I'm like, <laughs> how much do I have to pay? How I much thought do I was I disrespectful to, to Kirk Cousins. But I think, like, at the end of the day, they're both going to end their career with zero Super Bowls. They're both going to end okay. their career with a couple of, uh, you know. Okay, so, so is Jamarcus like, Russell. Is there, like, a similarity <laughs> between Kirk, Kirk okay, Cousins so, and No, him? no, and, that's, and, that's where, and that's where the line Who's is. Who's better? Who's better? Kirk that's Cousins or Jared Goff? <laughs> Jared Goff. Uh, is he? I close. think so. That's a I mean, he's playing well. I mean, I think they're both similar. That's a Spider-Man meme. I think that is. I think that is. Close. I think that's a rare good compliment. Okay. So, so can I give you a, <laughs> yeah, a different yeah, yeah. quarterback? But my point is, my point is, is yeah, yeah. that's because he got to eat at lunch. Yeah. He's, he's no, better now. I, I think I think Jared Goff now with the uh, Lions has a chance. Oh, he's to, good to win a Super Bowl. He's gotten a lot better. You know? A lot yeah. better. Yeah. A whole lot better. Uh, okay. Uh, can I ask you one more question. Go ahead. Okay. One more question. Okay, Evan. You keep you keep beating the drum for May or Pence or whatever that dude's name is. Just anybody else. Jordan or Travis. Who, who beat May uh, a couple weeks ago for for a state quarterback? Uh, yeah, if you want a day two guy, sure. I don't think he's as talented right, as those other Thanks, two Aldrin. Guys. Uh, so here here's my yeah. my scenario. Let's throw, because Taylor Heineke, like, please, <laughs> uh, Jacoby Brissett. No, hmm. see, I would say please to that. So if you are going to draft a quarterback like Drake May or Penix or oh, one of those oh, guys, I apologize. And you sign Jacoby Brissett. As his backup, and then let's say maybe if he, they're not ready immediately, Jacoby Brissett starts the first four games, six games of the season, and that way there you don't need to throw the quarterback into the fire well, okay, right away. But it yeah. I, I mean, there's a number yeah. of people that I think could fill that role, and I, that's a fine. But I, but that's a guy that actually knows the system, not Taylor Heineke, who was here for a cup well, of coffee. Well, I thought you I, meant as a stopgap, but I, yeah. yeah, I. Yeah, but that's the thing why of, I apologize. And, and maybe it was just because he was young at the time. But even though Jacoby knew the system at the time, he couldn't run the offense. They they had to totally change what they were doing when he was in here. But, but. they're I think they're going to totally change what they're doing if they draft one of these college guys. Yeah, they're going to have to. <laughs> I don't, you're not going to. Well, but hopefully. but, but who, what whoever they think is the future, I want the offense built around that person. Correct. Not it, around Jacoby Brissett. Correct, but it's going to be the same. Okay, that's fine. As long yeah. as it's the same. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be one of the now, same. Would that be Now that's a just get Mac out of the building scenario? Yeah. Yeah, I don't th- I don't think, think he would want to sit here as the backup. Like yeah, no, Mac that, Mac is no, not an Yeah, cuz a lot of people back, have said, no. you know, keep Mac, pay mm-hmm. him the fifth year, whatever, and then, you know, go into camp and if the kid's not ready, have Mac play and oh. then the kid takes, you know, I, I agree. I don't know if that's going to work. I nope. can tell you with certainty that there is an, still an affection for Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, in yeah. the building. Yeah, I, that's why I brought him up. I, I don't. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Good, um, great, great. Like not as a backup, like a great locker room guy, and like a veteran presence in the room. Like a lot of those boxes being checked with a guy like Brissett. Yeah, I mean that that probably makes the most sense with a get Mac out of the building scenario. I just. You know, and, and I mean, Paul brought up, you know, Jamarcus Russell, you know, jokingly, but like, but that's where the line is. You know what I mean? It's like, 
how much do you want to invest in a guy and how much better is he really going to make it? And, and look, and I'm on the fence right now with Matt because I feel like he is in a dark place right now and he might be broken for good and that means all bets are off. But how much do you want to invest in a guy that probably never going to do anything here, probably never really going to actually get you to the playoffs? Like, how can you get around having to waste money just spinning your wheels at the quarterback position? Is there any way to use that money that, you know, is so valuable right now for a team that needs multiple pieces and to be fixed in multiple places? You know, it just, it just seems a little You're bit like— about fifth year? I that mean, money? I mean, well, I'm, I mean— But I, we're, we're, like, Jacoby Brissett's not going to cost you anything. No, I, I, and I know that like it's a fine line between like how much is like nothing, but it's something, you know. And you're still gonna have to sell it as this is who we are signing to probably well, be the stopgap right I now. Can, and I can guarantee you, you're not gonna win a Super Bowl spending two million dollars on your quarterback because he ain't good enough. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta understand that you're gonna have to spend more money on your quarterback, whether you want to go big, and obviously this is different now because of the injury, and get Kirk Cousins, who's gonna cost you. You know, upwards of thirty-five, forty million, or if you want to go the medium route with with Jacoby Brissett, who's going to cost you what ten? Yeah, if, if you give him if you give him an opportunity to start, you got to give him some money. Incentive. Well, you're going to have to you spend. Know? You know, like even Forty ers they're starting to show with Brock Purdy. Mm. You know, it's getting a little tough over there. I mean, they they could have proven to be an exception there, where you could actually win with him, but. Doesn't you know they're having their trouble right now? Well, that's yeah. a. I just think that's the point. Like, if you're gonna, I agree that if they're gonna go back into the draft for a quarterback, that they have to have some veteran here, and it's not Mac, and it's not Bailey Zappi. Like, yeah. it has to be some some sort of veteran quarterback that could carry and not be completely dysfunctional for like four to six weeks. Yeah, because you have to the think about ready. the rest of the team too. They have to develop together. You can't. You yeah. know, the receivers have to get into a groove. Uh, you know, you have yeah. to have somebody competent I, I, back there. I mean, I would I would compare it a little bit to, to the Cam Newton, Jared Stidham thing, which I think, you know, in hindsight, you're like, instead of – and I know they didn't pay Cam I feel Cam like Newton we're right there anything, right now. Right? You know, it's like I think at, at this point now, given what we experienced over the last few years, that we all would have said, let's just ride it out. Let's not worry about giving this team to Cam Newton and having the whole Cam Newton experience. Let's ride it out with Stidham, and hey, maybe we end up with a better pick than what we ended up with to get. To you get guys all know that I don't think a huge amount of Zappy. Okay, I think it's pretty clear what the coaches think of him. Yeah, they cut him, um, so they obviously were happy. You know, fine if he ended up getting signed elsewhere. Does anybody wonder if we're wrong? Does anybody in the back of their mind say no? I don't think he's any good either. But the two games he played last year against Cleveland and Detroit, it looked different than this. And now we're going on a year plus yeah. to, to steal uh, Spiro Didi's uh, <laughs> description, you know, in the last two-plus games. Um, boy, did those, those guys. I'll tell uh, you, that, that's what you really miss, Freddie, oh boy. the announcers. Oh, yeah. boy. Um, I'm happy every week I miss yeah. the announcers. But, I mean, it's bad when you – don't have a good team and you get the, the, the D list. Yeah. Um, it's like listening to me I, on I, holiday I, fill-in time I mean, Freddy, I, on my I, shows. I, yeah. I, I, my intrigue is growing. Like, does any, does anybody I, like, in the back of their mind say, like, maybe I'm wrong? Well, no. I, I just want to see maybe somebody who's not. I, has I, so I, I wasn't really asking you. <laughs> I, I just the amount of baggage that Mac has right now with everything that's going on in that brain of his, like, you know what I mean? There's just like, something appealing to me. How much worse of like, could it possibly be if somebody else played quarterback? Yeah. Let's find out. I'm open to it. I Worse. Like, I'm, like, let's be, okay. like, let's well, be fair. Much? 
let's be fair. Like, I get they lost on Sunday, and I'm as negative about it as anybody. But They threw like, for 160 yards in yeah, the game. But, that but they trailed by be, two scores you the think, whole way. You think Bailey Zappi has any chance of beating Buffalo but at last least, week? At least, do, do I? At least no, Zappi but I'd like to find that out definitively, oh, much like on. I never got a chance to find oh, okay. it out with but Stidham. I think the difference is, Evan, is that Zappi isn't broken, and he's not like the What do you mean? Zappi's definitely broken. But, but he's, he's not, throwing the ball. He can't hit the broadside of a barn. But he's not out there panicking and leaving Bill the pocket him. before he, broke he needs him. to be. I, I mean, I think he kind of is. Like, he, he literally, every time I've seen him throw the ball since the summer, he, he's throwing the ball 10 yards over the guy's head. It'd be nice, like, it'd be nice for once to just, like, Say Zappy's a starter today, give him all week to prepare, and then put him out there versus like having it be some random sneak thing and he just goes in second half of the game. I'd rather him have a full week to prepare as a starter I, I, and put him out I there. I understand like where you're coming from. I just I mean both to, are bad. Is there like, nothing to, there's to, nothing Matt could do that to make you think like this we just gotta get him out of there. Going back to playing how he did against Dallas and New Orleans. Yeah. If Ooh. he if he starts turning the ball over like crazy like that I'll again. Tell you, the second half of that game the other day was Awfully close. Dallas adjacent. Yeah. There were a lot of balls thrown into heavy coverage in that game that didn't get picked off. If he's turning the ball over like crazy like that, pick sixes, things, then yeah, that then maybe I could be persuaded. I just, I think the biggest thing for me is I just have no time for Bailey Zappi. Like I just, it's just, I, I don't want to spend any, any breath on, on him and Will Greer. Like I just, it just is not worth it to me. It's just not like I, to what end? To, to what end are we putting those guys in the game? Like, what are you hoping that he all like you're gonna catch lightning in a bottle and he's gonna actually win you some games? Like, why would you even want that at this stage? Yeah. So I, I I just no like they're starting all over at quarterback in the offseason regardless. So I, I just don't know what what the point is of what, even trying. What these about things. this Levis kid, Will Levis? Yeah, mm. four touchdowns in his first game. Good. Now where where was Top. he drafted? Second round. Top second of the round. second round. Second round. Big fall. I mean, everyone was kind of waiting for him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He was probably yeah, yeah, a lot of people thought he was going to go in the first round, but right. he went in the second. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you watched any of it. Uh, just the highlights. Yeah, one of the touchdowns was a punt. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was literally he just threw one up. In yeah, Hopkins. Hopkins just outmuscled the uh, Terrell, who's an excellent corner. Ugh. Probably was offensive interference. Um, but you made some other plays. Four touchdowns in his first game. He's just a yeah. big. He's a big dude. He's, he's, he's got the look, you know. He's got yeah. the look. It's almost like DeAndre Hopkins would have helped. <laughs> yeah, I would be interested to would see. Would he though? Like, you so put... can we seriously? Like, I mean, like, what what would difference would would it make right now? Like, and I'm just I'm just putting like a difference. Uh, but but like, you're talking about wins would, losses. He would be Devontae Prob- Adams angry on the sideline. Right probably now. probably nothing in terms of wins and losses. But to I'd, Evan's point, at least some, you'd have a chance make to make some plays. some plays and maybe get a better idea. Like, one of the things that bugs me about the Mac Jones people the apologists is the whole you know weapons thing yeah and they're not wrong like they don't have a ton of weapons i just feel like you should be able to do more with what they have than he's done something Mm -hmm. if hopkins was here maybe they'd be less of that you know well if they had this or that now do i think they'd be (laughs) six and two instead of two and six no neither do i but i they would have been maybe maybe three and five significantly better yeah, I, I just can't get around that offensive line, though. I mean, that's going like, to be the same. You should watch some other games, like, and see guys like yeah. under didn't under Burrow, siege. Sam didn't Howell. Burrow make it far with a bad offensive line? Like, yeah. like Sam Howell's put over yeah, thirty points Bowl. on the board three yeah, times. Super Bowl. But, line was but even now, I mean, did you see Burrow last week? He yeah. was uh, he was like a man 
like on fire. Yeah, and, getting killed, making right, passes. And he was still making, like, I mean, he stiff-armed Joey Boza to the ground. He did. <laughs> Nick Boza. Nick Boza. <laughs> the good yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, I mean, like, he was he was unbelievable. But that's a good quarterback. Yeah. Bullshit. And he's a guy, like, he's a pocket passer, but when he has to run, he can run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I think you need that in today's NFL. And that's, to me, the difference between, like, Clocked in the 40, I'll bet you he's not any— Who cares? I bet you he's not significantly better than, than Mac. If no. he's even—I no. don't even know if he has yeah. a— Same But he's part. a much better athlete than Mac. Oh, yeah. He moves much better than Mac does. I, I just—to <clears throat> the Hopkins thing real quick, and, and the, like I, I just take a, a quick victory lap on this because, like, obviously the guy can still play. But the thing is, is, like, you, I, do I think they would be 6-2 and two instead of 2-6? and six? No. But it starts in camp. Right. Like in if you have a guy like Hopkins, this is my whole thing with Hopkins. Like you bring a guy in like Hopkins in and he's you you get some confidence. You get some swagger in in your locker room on the offensive side of the football. And all of that starts in August. And and we don't know that if they started at the beginning of training camp in July with DeAndre Hopkins as their number one wide receiver, how they would be playing offensively even you know a month into the season like against dallas and new orleans do i think they would have won those games no but like could they have been more representable on that side of the ball would they not have been 32nd in the league in scoring like i i just are we really last in the league in scoring there i think they're 31st now giants yeah yeah <laughs> giants, <laughs> giants are game? i think averaging under 15 points a game or something like that it yeah. just all these, like, it's when it comes start. to, it, it's just like we were talking about earlier with Tua. Tua can throw the ball early to Tyree Kill because he knows Tyree Kill is going to make a play on the ball. And the, those types of things, like, that that confidence can kind of exude everybody else on the team. So you're not, yeah. you know, the quarterback isn't elevating anybody. So maybe a guy like Hopkins would have elevated. And then you have Hopkins and then, you know, I know he's hurt now, but, like, Kendrick Bourne is your number two. Pop yeah, Douglas emerges as a three. Yeah. And, and it just all kind of put fits together better like I, I just yeah it's you can't just look at it as like you know would they have, you know what does it mean right now if they have hopkins like it, it starts at the beginning i, I get i get your point uh neeks in australia what's up hey guys how are you good that's good uh paul i agree with you i'll throw zappy in give him a go uh well we got nothing to lose so i agree with you on that and you I do a, a, a top five well. pick in the draft mm-hmm. Oh, so you're afraid he actually yeah, is going right. to win? Yeah, because yeah, I'm yeah. like, if you're, you're I mean, that's what you're all telling me is that he's no, that no, he no, might no, actually no, win. No. So I want to say that's not what we're saying. I want to close the book on Zappy. I've already found out because that book was closed the day that they cut him. Why is he here now? Now all of a sudden, Evan, you're afraid he's going to win games, right? Well, that's what I've been told. I've been told that's not what we're saying. You haven't been told. You haven't been told that by anybody. No, that's kind of what I'm hearing. No, we're saying put him in there because we're done with Max, so there's no point. Anyway, I was already done with it. Yeah. I got a question for you, Ev, as well. Yeah. Um, after watching the film, what defensively could we done better? I know some on certain third downs they played sort of off coverage and soft and allowed Miami to get some easy fourth down and keep the drive going. I just uh, appreciate your breakdown of the film. So I just want to know what you thought defensively we could have done better. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I appreciate that. I think the biggest thing, thanks, Nick. honestly, they kind of beat themselves in a lot of situations in this game. Uh, defensively, I thought that they started letting like Miami's scheme, like the motions and the conflict and the, all those things that they put in the defense, like just pull them out of zones and move them. And then obviously like on the, the coverage bus to, to 
on the touchdown on the backbreaker to Waddle. Like it's just a communication breakdown. Like that's not the 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 offense didn't do anything like exotic or crazy. They just used the motion that they've used fifty times a game, and and Jack Jones and Jonathan Jones just were on different pages. Yeah, it just you can't have that happen. You know, if the defense gets a stop there, and I'm not saying that they win the game, but it's a one score game and you give the ball back to the offense after they just scored a touchdown and you just never know. And, and the, the defense, not only did they give up a touchdown, but they, they gave them, they handed them a touchdown by, by with the coverage bus. So I thought a lot of it was like communication and just kind of bad eyes, like JC Jackson and Mapu getting their eyes caught in the backfield on the play action. And Hill just goes right by him. Like would that have happened with McCordy out there? Never. I don't think so, but like, I mean, I, he might have still made the catch over Devin McCourty. I'm not going to say I don't think McCourty would have been in that bad a position. Uh, but like that, like, it's just bad eyes. Like it's just bad technique. Like it's not like Miami did anything super exotic. Uh, Todd's in North Carolina. What's up, Todd? Yeah, I find the talk about the quarterback of the future very interesting. When we haven't really addressed the bigger issue is, do we think our current staff can take a quarterback and develop them? After what happened with Mac, do we really yeah. feel that we're Well, going to I've always it? said that if if they are in line to take one of the top quarterbacks, it's got to be a new regime because you want whoever that regime is and the quarterback to be the future together. You don't want Bill Belichick as much as I think he's great. He's he's, you know, considering his his age and his contract, he's not going to be around forever. Yeah, I mean, that's to, a good point. To I, mean, this guy I, I thought Bill O'Brien did a good job with Deshaun Watson. I thought Watson played the best football of his career when Bill O'Brien was developing him. Okay, so I'm less concerned so, yeah. about them coaching him on the field than I am the personnel side of it of surrounding him with the talent that he's going to need. Like, yeah. I know everybody thinks, you know, not everybody. I know some people think that if they drop Drake May into this offense, that all of a sudden the offense is going to start lighting it up because they have a better quarterback. But the reality is, is that there's going to, especially a young quarterback, it's going to it's going to be an uphill battle for that guy to come into this offense with this group of uh you know receivers and stuff like that and and make it yeah whole so like so let's just say you know Paul you you know Bill O'Brien did a great job with Deshaun Watson right he was the head coach i, I mean i think that he played his best football right. when he had but, o'brien as but his head coach and, yeah and you're you know i i so I guess you're intimating that, well, Bill O'Brien will be here, and he's the person that could develop. Oh, no, but he, I think Todd was asking Bill if O'Brien we had any confidence there? in this coaching staff's ability to right. develop a quarterback. Right. But, well, I think but I don't know this how, coaching how, how staff is Bill O'Brien going to be here. No, I, I don't know what, how long anybody's – but Todd asked a question about this coaching staff. Yeah. So I was trying to – like, Bill O'Brien – like, and he wasn't perfect with Watson. I actually think when he got fired, O'Brien got fired, and the Texans fell apart – Statistically, might have been Watson's best year, mm. when that the four and twelve year, I think, um, you know, sort of. So it, it, okay. it's not like perfect, but Thanks, Todd. I think he did pretty well. I, I think O'Brien did pretty well. Now, I tend to agree with you, Fred. If they're in, if they pick um, Evans' guy, and, and I think you got to start the whole thing over with a new regime. Yeah, I just think that until the people making the personnel decisions arrive in 2023 and actually run the team like a modern NFL operation, no matter who you put at quarterback, if he's throwing to Devontae Parker and Hunter Henry and Pop Douglas, you know, six months after he got drafted, like it's just, it's not going to be all that much better. Like it could, would it be better? 
yeah, it could be. But is it gonna? Are they gonna go from being what they are now to like a championship caliber offense? No, and, and that's a philosophical thing that they have to get their head around. Otherwise, this is just gonna be the same thing over and over again. I feel like twenty twenty one should be you know the cautionary tale of like that's probably as good as this offense could have been with Mac at quarterback and those pieces that you mentioned. You know, I know, I know, you know, Parker wasn't here yet, but you know that was as good as it was, and it was still really difficult to like make everything could move the ball in the second half you just have to be smart because like evan said at the top of the show you're not going to fix it all in one season no you know there's so many pieces you're not going to get it all in 2024 so then you you have to be very strategic about okay if we do get fortunate enough to get the guy at quarterback we can't put him in a position to get his brains beat out every week you know so maybe he sits for a while until we get those other pieces if not you just got to be careful about how you use him and what his experience is, you know, in his first year. I, I, it's I, tough. I feel like the expiration date is here for rebuild because this team has been rebuilding since before I got here. And I'm over it, and I've been here for three years. So I feel like they can't waste any more time next year with this current staff that they've allowed four years to rebuild, and nothing's been rebuilt. I feel like it's still dirt. Like nothing's been built. A home has not been built. A structure has not nothing. Well, it's, it's you know, it's I, I got into a whole thing with somebody after the game. <laughs> you know, well, they haven't drafted that poorly. They have a lot Ooh. of talent on the team. Oh, I'm man. like, I'm like, Yikes. you're compare you're it's you're it's relative to the team. Like there are guys in this team that are the better players, but you take them out of this team. Are they that good? Oh. And who are the foundational players? Who are the players in this team that you're going to build around? Gonzalez is probably one. Judon, if you keep him, is two. Uh, Judon's not a foundational 33. piece. Well, yeah, he's older, right? So, like, and Judon's been great, but he's going right, to be on the team next right, year, maybe. Right. So, and it, that'll be it. It might be just Gonzalez. But yeah. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I'll tell you this: if they spend any major resources on defense, I'm out. Like whoever is in charge, I'm out. Like so, here's they're, one they're thing. totally fine this on up. the defensive side of the football. Like they have plenty of talent on defense to the point where they can actually like hang with Miami defensively for a little while, despite the fact that they have tons of injuries on that side of the ball. So I, I think that they are more than set well, on defense, and, and I think they're set on defense because they're well coached. It's not like they have great players. I disagree. I think oh, they yeah? have, I think they have good players on defense. I I didn't say good. I said great players, and when I say great players, I mean guys that you're going to pay yeah. top money for their position. I think that they have good enough players on defense in today's NFL to win. Because they're well coached. Yeah, I think you have good enough sure. players on defense to win if you score 30-plus every game. I, I don't think they have a good enough defense to win on defense, but well, I don't think anybody does. No, I mean, that's but that's, no, but not that's the but, goal. But I think uh, in, in today's NFL, they have a good enough defense. I, but I, I think, agree with that. I think yeah. – you could probably say 25 teams have a good enough defense as long as you're scoring 30-plus points every game. I don't think they need to no, score. No, not every if game. They, I they, think they I, need to score 30-plus to beat the good teams. If they had everybody healthy? I don't think they're – they're fine. They're not that good the, on defense well, against good offenses. They're just not. Okay. I don't know. If, if they had scored 27 points a game, they would have won a lot of games this year. They don't have to score 30 Fred, points a game. You can't do it that way. I, you can't. I know you can't do it. You can't just pretend the other team stopped scoring and that was all they were going to score. Well, I I'm, like that's not how it works. Well, I, I I'm telling you, there's a lot of situations the last three or four years when the Patriots have had quote a really good defense. 
that the other team needs – the offense just needs that one more but, stop, but, and then what happens on Sunday happens. I, and that happens in every game in the NFL to most defenses. It's very few. That's exactly what I just said. Right, but you There's don't, 25 teams but, that could say but that. But you don't have to have a lights-out defense in the NFL. I totally agree. And I think the Patriots have a good enough defense. If you have a great offense. I don't mm. – that's all I would say. I, I yeah. think you are good enough on defense. Yeah. I don't think you can get all that much better. I thought San Francisco had one of those defenses. Everybody's all over Brock Purdy, and no one's talking about the fact that the other team scores 30-plus in back-to-back yeah. games against them. Yeah, That's why they've lost. Yeah, Like, Brock Purdy is what he is. He's the set, you know, a seventh-round pick, and they're only scoring 17 points suddenly, but they can't stop anybody. Yeah. That's the biggest difference. I, I think we're saying right. the same thing, but we're, we're saying it differently. Like the, the the Patriots defense for today's NFL is fine. Is they could win a Super Bowl if their defense was this good? They could. I agree. It, it, they're all, I, then, but who, who like who couldn't then? If their defense was like what? Well, Paul, their defense is better than you're giving. Like, I think their defense is fine. I like, don't think it's anything special. Okay, but you guys who, think it's better than I think it no, is. No, but it's not just that. Like, they, like what you just mentioned, like the 49ers, and you thought that their defense was special. There's no special. Well, it's a lot better than this anymore, one. But there's no special defenses anymore. I agree. So, but so that, what but we, you can't tell me that that. Like to Fred's point, they do have great players on defense. This one doesn't. I, I think the Patriots have a lot of really good players on defense that maybe it's elevated by the coaching. Like, sure, I can give well, you that. But I think that this defense could win a lot no, of I games. I agree, but I think, I think the, the conversation diverted. It originally started by who are the foundational oh. players you can build around. And I don't think right now they have them. I'll get back to that. I want to see if I can make Evan's head explode. So <laughs> no, you, made a, you made a comment about if they add on defense. Yeah. This is totally different than the other argument. Don't worry. Don't, okay. don't, don't put that bad look on your face. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm waiting. Mike Lombardi yesterday had some things about Chase Young. Oh, the get up, the, the get off the snap, this and that, blah, 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 blah. What if the Patriots acquire Chase Young today? Is that going to make you die? <laughs> like, he's really good. It depends I love on it. what they give up. I, I wouldn't imagine they'd have to give up the farm or anything. Yeah. You know, the second-round pick or see, something. I, I, I disagree know. with Evan on this point. Like, if you bring in a stud on defense, I'm all for it. Like, to me, when Mike Lombardi says something, I, I know, no. you know, I automatically think it's coming from the Patriots, and he's carrying the water. So I think he's – that's yeah. why. When Mike Lombardi, I saw him tweet something, I think it was yesterday. Might have said it on one of his – betting shows maybe it wasn't a tweet i don't remember but he mentioned chase young he didn't say anything about the patriots just chase young and chase young we know has been rumored to be on the block today they just traded montez sweat Mm -hmm. the commanders this is the other end on on the other side always works out for the patriots by the way oh i'm not sure that would be working out (laughs) if they get him i'm not sure how much i think he's a terrific player yeah He's going to be in line for a hundred and something million dollar contract give him that you ain't penny. going to get from here. Well, that's a diff- that's a separate issue, though. Like here, the thing is, is that I, I my, to to your question, would I be mad if they got Chase Young? I would have to see the return. Like if they're giving up a, a first or a second round pick for Chase Young, then yes, yeah. I would be furious. If, if you're doing it at the expense of the offense, mm-hmm. now I agree. If, if, if yeah. they're giving up any sort of real draft capital, but if they're giving up a day three pick for Chase Young, and then they plan on keeping. Chase Young, okay, but that's a separate conversation okay, because now you're really signing fine. him for 2024. That is fine, but that is affecting your offense because you know, like, I'm sorry, yeah. it's not unlimited. Yeah. If you're giving him 125 million or something, that's cutting into your offense. Yeah. So who's a, who's who's making the decisions? 
Well, I mean, it starts at the top. That's a Robert Kraft decision. I, I just if if you're going to give that kind of money, well, there's no way Bill's signing a contract like that without ownership's approval. Right. I I, I get your point. I just I I think that. My whole thing is, is that, uh, and I, this is, See, you didn't know I was going here. I went no. in a totally different and direction. I, because I was watching Monday Night Football last night for God only knows. Don't ask me why. I just, I'm just obsessed. It was so a I was terrible, wa- terrible. I, I watched a lot of it too. I was watching Monday Night Football last night and Troy Aikman said uh, that Bill Parcells used to say we're in a talent acquisition business. Talent acquisition business. Chase, Chase Tra- Young is a, a talent, talent. Is a talent no acquisition business. I take him in a blink. And everybody is gonna if they make a trade for Chase Young. I already seeing it on Twitter. Like, what? Why would they trade for Chase Young? That would be so stupid. W- they need good football players. It would Chase only Young be is stupid a good in my player. mind if they just said, "There's the big, there's the big thing." Right. There's mm. the, uh, now like, we're done. You have to be yeah, all in. Yeah. You have to do things like that. And as Evan says, you have to retain them. Because it doesn't do you any good to have him play out the string for nine games and then let him go so you can get a third-round pick, which is really a fourth-round pick, as a comp pick. Right. That nonsense that they like to do. Like, I would be – Well, you can trade him now, though. I'd be furious. Like, if you're telling me – and this is sort of, I think, where if you want to say that they're still playing chess and everybody else is playing checkers because we still believe that somehow. If they trade – Anybody else would be 0-8. If they trade Chase Young – That's true. Or they trade for Chase Young. Let's say they give up – a third round pick for Chase Young and then they trade Josh Uche for a fourth round pick they basically move down what like a well, r- I, I, around for, yeah, cha- for I, to I'm upgrade not, from Josh Uche to Chase Young yeah I'm not worried about the, the draft pick compensation I'll take the player I yeah, like Chase too. Young he's really good I'd take I, the player too I, I'd, I'd be even willing probably to give I, I would be willing probably even to give up more than you probably a second round pick I wouldn't be I'd be worried about retaining him and if they do retain him does that affect what else you can do? Because adding a great defensive end isn't the difference between two and six in a playoff team. Yeah, I I, I agree with, with that. this offense. Mm-hmm. I also just think that you know, w- w- with a guy like Chase Young, you the Patriot way would be to get him in free agency next off season because he doesn't have a great year this year and, <laughs> and he ends up being cheaper and it's like Maybe a Chris it's like, it's like a Chris Long thing, right? Whereas this former number one overall pick that we're gonna get at a discount. But your this move, like trading for him today would be trading for him when the market is hot and then paying him at, at market rate. At yeah. market and rate. I'm, and I'm okay with that as long as that's not like we're done now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Go get them, Bill. You I mean, do, no, I do they, feel they, like need, they need a tackle. They need match. receivers. Yeah. Two tackles. I do feel you like know. they should be aggressive in some areas today where, like, if they could get something they really need today, I'd rather go get him today versus waiting until the offseason when everyone might be trying to go after them. So yeah. I feel like be aggressive and go out and get what you want and don't, like, sit back and think it's going to fall in your lap because it's not. No, it's not a bad – I mean, it's not really not a bad approach to team building, but I, I just – I worry that if you trade for these guys, like, what, what is Montez Sweat – gonna get out of Chicago like I mean he's got them over the barrel now right like whatever he wants they pretty much have to give him otherwise he'll just be like well I'll just go to free agency then like you, I, know? you have to think that all these things are done before the trade is agreed to well which is kind of why this Chase I, Young thing got in yeah. my head like why is Mike Lombardi I, I well no how good Chase uh, Young yeah. is according to our uh, emailer uh he says Jeff Howe reported the Patriots yeah. have checked on the price well, for I'm assuming Ch- uh, that's Chase why Paul brought it yeah. up yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I'm actually because Mike Lombardi talked about it, which is why I'm assuming well, Jeff Howe brought it up. Right. Because he probably heard the same thing I did. Vikings yeah. traded for Josh Dobbs. So I guess they found their 
quarterback. Oh, they, the Patriots were not trading. Uh, Jones, yeah. So that was interesting. So, like all of a sudden, Jonathan Gannon coming out definitively and saying Josh Dobbs is going to be the third guy. You know, Kyler's ready, and mm. th- if he's not going to play this week, yeah, Clayton it's Toon. Clayton Toon, yeah. which I thought was like because Dobbs has been meh. I mean, he is what he is. Mm-hmm. Not going to win any games with them. But I thought I, that was interesting I, I, timing wise. Something you haven't struck me though. Like, do you really think they got Montez's sweat deal is all worked out with Chicago for this offseason? They better right have. now. They better have. I mean, I agree. They 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 better. But like, I mean, that's, that's not an easy it, thing to get done during a trade deadline. Though. I, I mean, like, that's usually how these know? things go, though. Like, I don't. You know what? I don't know enough about Montez Sweat. Where's he from? Is you know? Is this one of those things? Like, you know, you have a chance to to have an in with the player. Is he from that area? I, don't, I have no idea. Hmm. Uh, back to the phones we go. Uh, Rashad's in Baltimore. Hey, Rashad. Hey, what's up, yeah? Wait. First, I, I, I got to say first before I get to the uh, the foundation thing, I think I think the book is already closed on Zappy. Like, I mean, at least to me, like I I, I seen I seen enough. Like, if we gonna go to him, then I mean, we might as well just call Cam back. Like, we don't need like Zappy. He, he is what he is, and I'm definitely with Evan on that. Like. Somebody with some sense. Like, I, I, but I what about finding it. out, just, like, just if he can be that. the backup of the future? Yeah, I just don't know why he's on the roster. Uh-huh. I don't know why he's on the <laughs> roster either. Uh-huh. All right. Anyway. And I, I, and I got to say, for the foundation thing, that's something that I've always been on because I'm like, we don't have no star. But, you know, I, Gonzo, I, I feel like Gonzo's up and coming. But, I mean, that's it. Like, you, I'm, you try to think of, like, a second person. I mean, Ramondre or Duggar, but... Like I, I can't I can't think of nobody that like yeah okay let's sign him and we, we can build around I, yeah like I I'm, I'm sorry. I'd like to see some of those guys I agree with you takes money to make I money I feel like we have literally that one foundation piece and everybody else is just they're, they're filler so this is like I was making fun of the the Dolphins intros thanks for showing uh, on, on Sunday and uh you know, our very own Neil Perry was like. What this is like actually cool. Like, I heard him say yeah, that. And I was this is great. I was like, it's only great for like you because you post it on social, Neil. Anyways, right. uh, <laughs> but the the after I got, you know, roused with Neil a little bit, I, I was like, wait a second. So they just they introduced, you know, Tua, then Tyree Kill, then Jalen Waddle. Then Christian Wilkins, then Bradley Chubb, that like all in like I don't think all those you know Jalen Ramsey uh, who probably got the biggest applause because it's you know his first game back, and I don't think all those players are necessarily like that that great, but we all know all those players. Like if the Patriots were to do the same thing here, and they were like Matthew G- Jelani no. Tavai, <laughs> Brandon Schooler, like who are we? Uh, who are we right and now? He played a good game Sunday, Tavai. <laughs> But my point, like, they're all stars. Like, yeah. they're all recognizable stars. And I remember last year we were in Minnesota, Fred, and when they announced Justin Jefferson in, in that stadium, I don't know if I've ever heard a, a place as loud as that. That was just for his introduction into the game. Like, it was he didn't even do anything yet. And it was coming off that Buffalo game, and, and, they, and he, it was like the, the roof almost blew off the place. And so it, you're making the case for individual introductions if you have stars. I'm making the oh, I'm making yeah. the case for like th- those individual <laughs> d- introductions work because they have star players yeah. that people get excited about. I thought we were announced as a team. That's right. Our thing. The Come Patriots on, Evan. What are we chosen doing? to be announced as a team. That's what I said to Neil. <laughs> I was like, 
No. Oh, God, you guys we're still a believe team. In, still believe in Santa Claus. I I still believe in that. You do. Yeah, we're a team. No individual. Yep, I get it. Uh, uh, Jeff's in New Bedford. What's stars up, Jeff? put butts in seats. Okay. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, Jeff. Great hey. interest. Hello? Yes, hey. Jeff. Hey. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Um, <laughs> You know, I- I'm sorry. You know, I don't care if I'm the last guy on Mac Island, and you can make fun of me when I hang up the phone. I don't care because I'm going to be on Mac Island, and even if he does get traded, I kind of hope he gets traded because a lot of people around here are going to have a big piece of humble pie coming their way. And I'll give you some examples. Do you know who we drafted since Mac Jones has been a uh, been a Patriot on the offensive side? Yeah. Trey Nixon, Demario Douglas, Kayshawn Booty, and Tyquan Thornton. Close okay, range. that's the weapons. What about Ramondre Stevenson? Check is put for Mac Jones. And 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 the fa- and the fact that you know everybody's talking about Tua. Tua, I'm sorry, he had a couple of you know big throws, but he's got an All Star team out there. It's like the Harlem Globetrotters and the Washington Generals. Yeah, he beat you with and Parker. He didn't fumble. Mostert did. Jeff? Jeff? All the stuff about Mac is... is, is, That just proves my point. Put weapons around him. He can produce. Look at his rookie year. He didn't produce. Look at it. Go back and look at it and show me the production. I don't disagree with... I don't disagree with his point. No one can even talk except for you. Who's Patrick Mahomes' his third down back? Jarek McKinnon, he's pretty good. Oh, really? Yeah. What's he got? 12 catches? He's, he's great last year in the playoffs. Who's, who's Joe Burrow's third down back? Who's, jo- who, who, who's Josh Allen's third down back? And that's the problem. That's the problem. Cincinnati, Cincinnati knows that those things are all going to happen, but it doesn't bother Joe Burrow. That's the difference. Well, Jeff. Jeff. No, Jeff. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Jeff. 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 Listen. You talk. You talk. Then Fred talks. You talk and Fred talks. You can't just talk all the time. Jeff. No one can hear anything. Jeff. Just you. Oh, he. Oh. What a call. What a call. I think that was Mike Francesa. I that was think, amazing. Oh, wow. I don't think he's wrong. No. I think there's no. an argument well, to be made that, that w- Mac Jones doesn't have enough saying, weapons. I agree with you. But you he, can, he won't going. even let you get a word in edgewise. I wanted to agree with his point about the, the weapons. There's no doubt. But I also wanted to ask him, where is the indicator you know, the example of him overcoming that, you know, doing things. Where's the indicator he's overcome anything? Okay, you know? but, but, but if it rains, it seems to put him in to, a bad mood. Just to, okay, just I wish on he had Jeff's stayed side on the of line. the fence a yeah. little bit here. Yeah. And this is, this is, I actually agree with like 90% of what he said. I do. 90 strong. But I agree with a lot of what he I, said. They don't term, have great weapons. He's right. You can't argue with that. Building, Jeff in New Bedford was right. Uh, in terms of building around the quarterback, they have hit. The, the lottery of how to F up a young quarterback. They've surrounded him with next to nothing. They've changed coaches on him three times. They made his def- a defensive coordinator an offensive coordinator. If this was, I'm sorry, like I agree with him in this point. If this was like the Jaguars or the Jets 
we'd be laughing in their faces. I agree. We would be like, well, you morons. I agree. Like, you drafted this guy in the first round. Unfortunately, he wouldn't let anybody agree and, with and, him. And so all of that is, is true and valid. My whole thing now with Mac is I believe, and I'm subject to change to the last nine games of the season, I believe it's too far gone. Mm-hmm. I think that his he's broken in terms of his play on the field, and I actually think maybe more importantly the relationship – between him and the organization is teetering, is teetering. Because I think that, like, Jeff in New Bedford, that's what Mac Jones thinks. I think Mac Jones looks at this, and he's looks, he goes, you know, at, at after the game, when they you know go on the field and everybody shakes hands, and he goes up to Tua and says, hey, you know, how you doing? Played a great game. He's saying, I was in the same quarterback room as that guy at Alabama. I was in the same quarterback room as Jalen Hurts after week one. And I am throwing to these guys, and he's throwing to the best receiver in the world. And I, I have to think that that's the mentality that Mac is also taking to all of this. Sure, and I think Jeff's point is he hopes he gets traded. And listen, I hope Mac has a great career. Some, you know, mm-hmm. But I don't like to Evan's point, I don't think it can be here. Because yeah. of what's happened. I said that at the beginning yeah. of the show. Yeah. I do think that he needs to go somewhere else. I yeah. feel like he will he needs a fresh start, just like Trey Lance, for different reasons, obviously. But per the note that his camp allegedly put out, or whoever put out, you a chef can't make a garbage... A chef can't make garbage taste good. Right. And I think that that's true. But I also don't know if this chef will ever have the opportunity to make his food taste good because of the lack of trust from the top yeah. down. Yeah. So right. I, I think even if he is given all the ingredients to make some superb five-star meal, I don't know if he's ever going to be able to do it because right. there's a, a lack of trust. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't think it has anything to do with any of that stuff. I, I agree with all the stuff that Jeff said about the weapons. I don't think they have great weapons. I think he does not have the mentality to lead. Yep. I think he has a pro- – it's not trust. It's not – I don't think that people follow him. I think he's kind of a baby, and I think he, like, loses it. And I think that he does not elicit confidence from his teammates. I think a lot of this stuff, he'd be finding different ways to fail if he had the weapons and the other things. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the league that don't have a lot around them. Now, you can be, make an argument that Evan just did and say, this is really the f up of how to not handle a young quarterback, and I would I would I would probably agree with that. They've made a lot of mistakes. I just don't see it that if everything else was great, he'd be able to be great. I just I don't see greatness in this guy. I, I don't disagree. That's, that's with the you. only thing I disagree with Jeff on. All the stuff that Jeff no. said in defense of Mac Jones, you could absolutely make an argument for. He just never let anybody make the argument with him. Yeah. He just wanted to yell at me. I just did, but I agree with you wholeheartedly that I don't necessarily know that that would have made it any better or fixed him or whatever the case may be but my point is more about the process and the results and the process stunk and now you've ruined the kid and whether it's the next guy or whatever like you need to learn from your mistakes and not do this to the next guy if mac jones was miami's quarterback on sunday and the game started the exact same way and he threw the ball to kyle duggar i do not think he responds by throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns no i do not think that happens Mm-mm. With all the same weapons, maybe not. I think there's just a like there's a mentality and, and a leadership quality and a belief that Tua has that I don't think Mac has. 
I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if he had all that stuff around him, it would be Alabama Mac. Well, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I've literally said that too. It's like he doesn't have like how they call Joe Burrow, Joe Burr, that swagger, that confidence, that fire, that ice in his veins. He does not have any of that. I have never seen any of that. The only time I did see it was when he played at Alabama and he had all those stars and everything was perfect. Nothing went wrong ever. But now you're in the NFL. You're in the big boy league. There's going to be adversity every single day. Even if you have all the talent, things are going to happen, yeah. but you have to be this able to overcome the, the, this it. This is, I think, and like obviously I know we're not getting into the draft yet. All right? I'm not doing yeah. it. But with the next quarterback, whoever it is that they draft, this is going to be an intangible thing that like we probably won't be able to speak to about these guys. And I think a lot of these guys come out and don't hit a lot of adversity in college because they're on stack teams. And really what you have to listen to is how are these guys behind the scenes in practice and, and stuff like that? Because I bet you for a guy like Mac, the Alabama defense was probably the best defense he ever faced. And what did Nick Saban used to say about Mac at the, practice? Right. They called him Mac and Row. And they, they talked about the tirades that he would throw when you would, would screw up in practice. That type of stuff probably should have been a bigger red flag. Well, and yeah. From the get-go, like, you know, one of the things Jeff said is look at the production in year one. I'm sorry, but... That's they, not good enough. They uh, they also managed the hell out of him. How long well, that's was... Okay. How, but but how, that's okay. But that production's not good enough. Right, but if that was the that was the floor. But, but, what, I'm saying, the but what I'm saying is they would not allow him to make a mistake in that first year, and I think that was, that was a mistake. You need to let that quarterback make mistakes to understand what his limits are no. and, and, and what and the speed of the game. I, I How long was point. it until he even threw into the end zone that season? I, but I get your point. I mean, it was ridiculous. But I don't think it's a bad idea to sort of try to limit mistakes for a rookie quarterback coming out of the chute. But my point but, is uh, people look at the fact that they won 10 games and they think that he won 10 games. Yeah. Like, Everett just put it perfectly. What he did as a rookie was the floor. We all thought that was the floor. Right. Now everybody's saying, "Look, look what he did when he was a rookie. Look at yeah, that's that that was his ceiling, mm -hmm. not his floor. Yeah, I, and I, it's not good enough, right? But if that so that, but this is the nature versus nurture argument with him, right? Is like if that was his floor back then, but now it's become his ceiling. But if in year two, it wasn't Matt Patricia calling the plays, and it you know they actually added some talent on the offensive side of the ball, and instead of Tyquan Thornton, it was George Pickens, or instead of Devontae Parker, it was Tyreek Hill, right? Like then. It, how would it have continued to develop from there it, is the it, question. And it may have been better. Right. Yeah. But I, we'll never know that. No. And now it's like, I, I, I you know, I, can I, it ever be better here? Yeah. Like, you know, you said. I think we thought Bill O'Brien coming in will restore trust on both ways. And I think, as Evan laid out, I think trust is broken on both sides. I don't think that the team or the coaching staff trusts that Mac is the guy. And I don't think Mac trusts the coaching staff and, the, you know, not necessarily the team, but the coaching staff at least to put him in position to be successful. And I think that might be, you know, what brings this all to an end sooner than, than we may And I thought. did do, you know, and I have not just scribbled down. I'm not going to go through all the numbers. The last eight games of 2021, on average, are very comparable to, and when I did this, it was um, a few games ago, to the 19 games that he had played in 22 and then to that point in 23. Basically, the average game for the last eight of 21 was 19 for 30 for 213, one and a half touchdowns, one pick. And the average since then was 22 for 34 for 221, one touchdown, one pick. Like, the numbers are scarily similar. That's it. Like, once they figured out what he was doing, 
he has not yet adjusted. Right, but he also hasn't had the like to me it's not no, even No, but that a, was with Josh McDaniels. Uh, right, but and, and but, everything before they wrecked him. Right, but it's not even just about it's also about the the people he's throwing to and like I again, this is not even mm-hmm. about like Mac. It's just if they're going to start all over at the quarterback position, they have to do better the next time. Otherwise, we're just going to be in this never-ending cycle yeah. where every four years we're going to get to a point where the quarterback's ruined and we're going to be drafting another one unless like the Jets. The, unless the quarterback is really good. Mm-hmm. But even then, even good quarterbacks need help. I know they yeah. need help, but good quarterbacks make others the help. Sure. Mm-hmm. But like you know, that, a good quarterback makes Chris Hogan – a household name, but he also had Rob Gronkowski and no, Julian. I, no, I understand that, but this, like, I just don't think it would look the same. It, it would look better, but you know, Burrow. I think Burrow doesn't mind having Jamar Chase, and you know, I, I even good quarterbacks need need help. Yeah, I mean, Burrow's rookie year. I, I know he tore his ACL, but like his rookie year. To start with, honestly, like tearing his ACL might have been the best thing that ever happened because it put them in position to draft Jamar Chase. Like if if he plays, they probably win too many games and they probably don't, you know, get Jamar Chase. And then all of a sudden he gets Jamar Chase. And now they're in the Super Bowl. Like and, I've it, heard, and I've heard people, you know, people that I respect too, um, say that like I wouldn't take Marvin Harrison hmm. if the Patriots are in the top five and they have an opportunity to get Marvin Harrison because. What, what, what good is that? What, you know, you, you get a number one jump with this offensive line. Bank, the Bengals did it, and now evidently Joe Burrow, you know, and I'm not saying that you're saying this, but a lot of people do, Have you have to admit. Joe Burrow is just a product of Jamar Chase no. now. No. You know, like but he has no, no offensive line to speak of. No. And he was really good with Tyler Boyd, and then he got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, and they went to another level. Right. But like, that's, that got, you know, but like, but they have two. Why out of would the you three. not? Why would you they, not do that? Like, they, if you had a chance have, to get Marvin Harrison to lift your guy up, why would you like not want to? Because do that? then you'd have to build up the offensive line too. No, so I, do it. But <laughs> my argument would be, you wouldn't have to have as good an offensive line if you have a guy that gets open that quickly and has the ability to make big plays. If the quarterback's quarterback. good. Well, again, you got to have something, right? But as I Evan, don't need an offensive line and a receiver if I don't have a quarterback. As, as Evan says, you got to have two of the two of the three. Yeah, as long as one of them is a quarterback. <laughs> well, I mean, there aren't a lot of good teams that with a good offensive line and a good wide receiver and no quarterback. Now we could we could argue the 49ers. I wouldn't. You think Purdy's good? I think he's better than given credit for. Yes. Uh, Dan, of, it didn't again. It didn't look like that when the other guys were playing. Dan of Virginia, and Michigan, Much like Miami last year when Teddy Bridgewater played. Uh, <laughs> wow, that call was something else. I've got to hand it to Andy Hart. He's getting better with the fake voices. That's Roger. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sill says, um, "Sorry, but you, uh, Paul, you got verbally assaulted by that one kid." But seriously, what has <laughs> Mac Jones kid. done to deserve this unwavering loyalty from this group of people that support him in this way? This guy gets unlimited excuses from a segment of the fan base and his dad, Arlovsky. It's weird to see. Oh, uh, which, by the way, really came into yeah. focus. Texting buddies. Yeah, he probably should have friend. said that, huh? They're friends. Yeah. All oh right, God, quick, how quickly, bad was let's, that? let's get these people off the line. Jackson's in Florida. What's up, Jackson? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good. Hey, so I kind of had a couple points. My first one was about the defense being the foundation of everything they do. Um, I think the defense can win you games. The point made was if the offense scores 27 points a game, you win a lot more games. And I think that carries a lot of weight. I think with the way that New England designs things, that's pretty much the case. 
And the other point I was going to make was with the offense, everybody kind of rips into how the draft is handled and all that. But I think the bigger part of it is the way the chips just haven't fell the way they used to. You know, you've got Randy Moss for, well, I think it was a third-round pick. Time out, I don't even know. I was a young lad then. But you get Wes Welker, who was nothing before they got there, and they developed in them, and it was just something great. And it, they haven't really been able to hit like that. But that, as of that and that's it's almost like those were, you know, kind of generational players. But it's also that's my point is hey, like thanks, if you don't, they have to get out of the thinking that they're just going to steal Randy Moss from the Raiders and turn him back into Randy Moss from the Vikings and and win a Super Bowl. Like they have to. That's this is that's not how this business works anymore. Like right. and, and they it, did it with Corey Dillon, right? And, and there's others. There's there's like four or five. Do you know how many dozens of other guys they've tried to do that with and failed? Yeah, you know, like Jonathan Sullivan, Joey remember him? Galloway. Joey Galloway, Albert Hainsworth. Like this, I literally could give you dozens of guys that they tried to do the John same Lynch. kind of things with. It worked four or five times. Yeah, uh, Troy's in Virginia. What's up, Troy? Hey, what's going on, y'all? Hey. Um, first and foremost, I want to appreciate you all for pretty much putting your hard-earned time into this, uh, giving us fans up to date and making us feel comfortable and balanced about what's going on. Well, this is the best um, part of our job, believe me. Uh, I, I would say that that's <laughs> a thousand percent accurate. Well, I definitely appreciate you all for putting your effort into doing this. Thank you. Um, Two, um... Ever since post-Brady, we just has been on a cycle. Um, Evan hit it on the nose. We have been on a cycle of pretty much trying to find a foundation, trying to find years going. Um, if Mac Jones were to leave, we're going to be in another cycle again. And it just seems like we're just going to be sitting on this, sitting on this, uh, <laughs> sitting on this, like, plane or sitting on this, this thing that we're just recycling and trying to figure out what's going on for the next couple years. Um, it seems like it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, I just, I don't know, I just found out that uh, KB is going to be out, so it's going to be kind of hard to uh, find some type of friction going on with this offense. And defense is kind of looking kind of shaky a little bit to me. Um, that's it. Thank you all. Okay, thanks, Troy. Yeah, that's that's ah. the Mike Dussault cycle. That's the cycle. Yeah, um, we're in the cycle. We're in, in the, the carousel. But th yeah. that would be my 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 pushback for that is like he prefaced his call by saying we're in a cycle and uh, and if we just get rid of the quarterback, well, if we're in the cycle already, right, what's the difference? The we're in the cycle. Just we're in it until organizationally they decide philo philosophically that they're going to get into the business of outscoring other teams. That, just, and that's a better way, like, win. our defense argument for, like, a half hour ago. That's a better way. Like, to me, I think, I'll, like, Kansas City, to me, and I know their defense is considered to be better this year. They don't win because they play good defense. They win because the other team no. score. They, they score more than the and, other team. And I think I think I found a way. And to, they have a defense that can win the Super Bowl. I think I found a way to, to picture, you know, to phrase this. The Patriots do have a good enough defense. I but agree. It, in today's NFL – you have to have an offense that's better than the good enough defense. Yeah, I agree that the Patriots' and, defense and right now, would not be a deterrent for them winning right the Super Bowl. Right now, the, uh, the Patriots, if they had an offense. The Patriots' defense would kill the Patriots' offense. 
Thank we you. need oh. to get an. Oh, o- yeah. oh yeah. We yeah. need For to sure. get it. We need to get an offense. <laughs> so that, does everybody else's. <laughs> no, but we need to get an offense that's better than Just, the average defense. I agree. And, and, and Until you start trying to outscore teams, and that's, that's why, that was a perfect. Way the to entire put it. organization needs that needs to be the message is we need to light up the scoreboard. Literally. And if until they get into that mindset where everything that they're putting into it is about l- scoring points, they're going to this is where they're going to be at. It's a it, to me it's a, they're it's a philosophical thing. I know, and you'd think they just put a brand new scoreboard in that they would want to. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It's just sad that like it was getting to a point where I'm like, are we ever going to see the like Patriots win graphic on that scoreboard? And we finally saw it. I don't know if we'll see it again, but we saw I it. I can't yeah. see the board from where I sit, so uh, to me, it doesn't it was even a cool exist. Graphic. Well, All right, uh, that's going to be it for this show. We'll be back tomorrow Spirited at noon. Show. Yeah, good, good job, show. Jeff. We, Jeff in New Bedford. Good job. Yep. Thanks for everyone uh, listening in. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original.